Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of Hotline League. We got the hottest league for you tonight. It's all the hottest stuff, all the leagues. Hot. Hottest hosts. Hottest hosts. Um, and Ovali will be joining us later on, too. So even, you know, besides yeah, the hottest hosts, you even have Ovali. Uh, that's right. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But this is episode nine of Hotline League. We are airing this on Monday, the 15th of January. Uh, as to- Tomox of Dagger Spine uh, subs to the show. At the Martin intro. Luther King Day, baby. Yeah. yeah. Does not mean anything to me in terms of what day it is. I mean, obviously, the guy was very, very important. I meant We're holiday. moving on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people see it as a holiday. For me, it's just another Monday in terms of my workflow. You know what? We're moving on. You're saying it's a great day celebrating a great figure. You yes, don't, absolutely. but you even 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 on such a great day, you don't have the chance to take it off because we're producing great esports content for the fans. Right, esports never sleeps. Yeah. Oh boy, I almost feel like we got to restart this one, but we'll just move on. <laughs> no, uh, dude, exactly what you want. You know what? It's good that you're getting this out on this show because before you get to the analyst desk and flub up like that. Um. Anyway, uh, we're that's right. So LCS is starting this Saturday. And, of course, we're going to be talking about that, making predictions. Uh, Mark has a uh, power rankings out that we'll be discussing shortly. But, Mark, how's this past week been for you? Uh, it's been exciting. I've been doing a lot more meetings, ramping up the analyst desk as it's going to be a bigger deal now and all that. Like I said, I'm very excited about that. Uh, finally put, like, the first thing on my YouTube channel in over a month out yeah. today. So that felt good to kind of do... I still need to refund my Patreons for last month where I didn't do fuck all. Uh, but other than that, I'm just excited for the season to start. It's it's like life isn't the same without the LCS going on. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's been interesting. There's so much stuff going on. There's a, I'm going to an Echo Fox event tomorrow to interview some of their players. Uh, did an interview uh, with pretty much everyone on CLG. Those are coming out this week and just kind of prepping for stuff. I'm trying to think if there's, you know, sometimes I like to share personal tidbits on this. Um, Yeah. Went to a thrift store near my apartment with a coffee table this week to donate it. And the woman said, sorry, we can't take any damaged furniture. And I said, well, just out of curiosity, like, what uh, what do you see as damage on this? And she said, are you kidding me right now? Like, the, the entire top of this coffee table. Gave that place a negative Yelp review. Anyway. Wow. Uh, you showed her. Yeah. Ovley's going to be joining us on the show in a little bit. Uh, but first, we're going to, before we get into calls, before Ovley shows up, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about our predictions. So you want to give me the, here, give me the top five of your power ranking videos so that people have to go watch the other, or the rest of it to see the other five. Um, well, I'll do top six for all the playoff teams. Okay. I had TSM number one, TL number two, CLG number three, C9 number four, Clutch Gaming number five, and 100 Thieves number six. Okay. Okay. So, you know, maybe we can do right now, we should do as I put my glasses back on so I can see my screen. Well, why don't I, why don't I remind everyone how this works? Yeah. Uh, so if you guys are new to the show, the way this goes down is we have a Discord I'm spamming it in the chat right now. Oh wait, no, that's your that's your stream. <laughs> Take two. 
I'm spamming Open it right up now. as many copies of the stream as you can. Yeah, boost uh, those numbers. <laughs> and it increases your chances of getting on the show. Uh, no, join the Discord. There's going to be uh, the general voice chat, which you're going to want to join because that's how I drag you into the waiting room and stuff. If you're not in there, I can't add you to the waiting room. And then post your takes in the general text chat. Uh, so, like I said, I want takes, not I want to talk about this. I want to talk about your power ranking. Tell me specifically what you overrated TSM. They won't do that well. Mike Young's the liability, stuff like that. Give me specifics. Uh, that way I can know what I'm bringing you on for, and we will debate, and I will tell you why you're wrong. And as always at the start of the show, Mark and I chat a little bit about um, something kind of related to the topic. I think the main topic for this week will obviously be the start of LCS coming this, this uh, weekend. Uh, but maybe, Mark, just to kind of wet everyone's whistle, put some opinions out there that people can call in and argue with us about, uh, we can talk about our predictions for this weekend. Have you done predictions yet? Uh, no, and uh, with all due respect, I think I should save those. For what? What do you think? The analyst desk? Yes. Oh. Well, don't people put out predictions ahead of the analyst desk all the time? This used to happen. People would do predictions on the dive, and then on the analyst desk, they say, oh, never mind, I changed my prediction. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine, but going for and, you know, I don't think it's a big deal if I did predictions. But All right, I'll do my I predictions because I'm not a little baby. No, we're doing like a running prediction thing over the course of the year, I'm pretty sure. that Jack mentioned that in this comment. He was like, one of the things that's nice about having a set desk is you can do, like, season long things over the desk. So one of them is going to be if Jet or I predict more things correct okay. on the desk. And I don't want him to watch this and get a leg up with my superior reasoning. I am going to make my predictions because I'm not held back by corporate like Mark. Uh and I'm gonna say I'm gonna go through Mark, you can you can tell me if any of these are crazy uh or you know whatever. So I've got TSM over Team Liquid. Uh, that's right. I don't. I don't believe as much in Team Liquid. I think Team Liquid's gonna have a slow start to the the split. Uh, let's see. Hundred Thieves versus Optic is the next one. You, are and, you putting this up on screen? No. Should I? Why don't you put it up? Yeah. It's, help right. help the viewers out. Too. Well, it's 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 on. difficult because of the way that this works, but I'll figure it out. Okay. Hang hang on hang on everybody. We're all in this together. I'm I'm pitting the webpage. We're self producing here. This is uh, this. A bootstrap production. Um, all right. All right. All right. So here's the schedule, everyone. As the Lolly Sports page refuses to load. There we go. So we got 100 Thieves versus Optic. And I didn't, unlike Mark, you know, I didn't go through and figure out these ahead of time. So I'm going to do them kind of live right now. But I think 100 Thieves over Optic. I feel like that's not okay. crazy. Okay. I won't call you crazy. I'll call okay. you crazy when I disagree. Okay. Okay. Uh, clutch over Golden Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, I like that you're like, I'll call you crazy, but I disagree. So we're just getting, uh, you're revealing your predictions by not agreeing. No. <laughs> no. All right. I, I think, I think Echo Fox is going to start off strong to the split, uh, before, you know, possibly crazy. imploding. So I think Echo Fox over FlyQuest. You think crazy? crazy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we got CounterLogic Gaming, uh, as we scroll down. And over Cloud Nine, or actually, hmm, this one is this one actually might be the toughest to decide on the whole day for me. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Cloud Nine. 
Maybe it was cloud nine. All right. Well, the next day, <clears throat> what do we got? We got optic team liquid. Okay, team liquid. TSM cloud nine versus CLG is really close. I was thinking if I should call you crazy, but I think yeah. it's close enough that there's no like clear. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. That's no, you I'm... could pick either, and it shouldn't people shouldn't consider you crazy. Yeah. Uh, we got TSM over FlyQuest. I feel like that's easy. CLG over Hunter Thieves. Cloud9 over Gold. Dude, day two is not. Uh, Cloud9 over Golden Guardians. Well, no. Hunter Thieves versus CLG. Dude, what are you talking about? That match is hype as fuck. Mm. Afro versus former team. Okay, that's hype. But uh, do you think that it's going to be close? I think uh, if CLG are not in form, it'll be close. Yeah. Maybe because hundred hundred thieves are. Why wouldn't they be informed though? Because they lost their fucking shot caller. Mm. Their emotional leader Aframu. They're gonna be like. Uh, you talk a lot about. Hang on, let's go. Let's go back to our faces. You talk a lot about emotional leaders, but I think. Do you really? Emotional leader sounds like such like a. I don't know if that exists, right? Like Afro was another player on the team. Yes, he was a veteran. Yes, he probably helped making shot calls. Uh, by the way, there's very few teams that have just one shot caller, and I doubt it was Afro, um, mm-hmm. specifically entirely. Um, so, yeah, the narrative is probably great. Like, I'm sure on the analyst desk, you know, you're going to have Jet being like, this was their emotional shot caller. You know, he's like the guy leading the team for all these years, and now they're going to have to figure that out, you know. But mm-hmm. I I just, I, I don't know if that's actually how it plays out. I think the bigger concern is not just that you're losing Afro, but who you're bringing in as well. Because Rainover, so this was my point in my video, was like Rainover on Team Liquid was brought in to be like a veteran presence and a, like a vocal person who's going to help lead the game. And he, he sucked at that. Like he was awful. He completely failed in that capacity. He's a great jungler, but you need to have like, you can't rely on him to be that guy. Biofrost was kicked off TSM. And the one reason they gave was communication. So you're bringing in two guys who sucked at communication on a team that usually wins through their playmaking and team synergy way more than they do based off individual skills. So while I have no problem agreeing Afro and Rain, uh, Omar got upgraded, it's how good are they now as a team? Because it's all about like who he making crazy roam plays with his jungler and being all over the map. And like, will Biofrost be able to work with who he when who he's like, hey, it's level two. I'm coming down bot lane. Like, is yeah. that something that that Biofrost is going to give him the appropriate information to do? So one thing that one thing that people should check out uh, is every piece of content on my YouTube channel, but specifically <laughs> uh, the six day interview that I posted to today. Um, and, and it sounds like they have more shot colors than they know what to do with, because in it, he says, basically bio came on, which by the way, side note here, I title the video is Biofrost CLG new shot caller. And everybody <laughs> yeah, without watching that. the fucking video goes in and they're like, no, he's not. No, he's not. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you should yeah. watch the video because in it sticks, a says, uh, that basically bio joined up and he told Tony and, and sticks a or the team, Hey, I want to have more of a voice on the team and more of a leadership position, not looking to be the shot caller, but I want to sort of step up in that way. And then Stixay says that basically the games, the scrim start and bio just starts shot calling naturally and talking the entire time. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, that's a good sign to me 
Um, and then, and then the funny thing is I posted this video, not knowing that a couple of hours earlier, or maybe yesterday, somebody had gone to the CLG fan meet and asked who he, who was going to be the shot caller for the team and who he said, it's me, you know, is it like who he's going to be the shot caller? So yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means, but, um, it's interesting. Well, I think, um, the idea of like a singular shot caller is not really what I was criticizing them for because Darshan, I know is super vocal and who he, I know is very vocal. Um, but, it sound, but it sounds like you shouldn't be as concerned about <clears throat> Biofrost not being as vocal as he was on League be, or on uh, TSM because it sounds like he's going to be more vocal now. I mean, you mean that team doesn't want to say anything negative? Before I the he sticks. They brought it up on his own. I wasn't like you didn't watch the interview. All right, no, you, I didn't. You well, guys can go say, watch. <laughs> I I understand that like Biofrost. It's not like he's a mute. You know, like I understand he talks and he can communicate, but like it's about on stage in pressure and those kinds of situations. Yeah. That's one of the things Afro was always great at was he was very cl- like, you know, the clutch thing. I mean, like it didn't feel like nerves really got to Afro. Yeah. Um, but no, he's not quite- of thieves, not clutch now. What? He said the clutch thing. He's on hundred. I thieves. said clutch factor, dude. Clutch I- is a fucking word outside of the team, you know, right? I know. I was just okay. making a pun. And, uh, <laughs> anyways, my point is, we've seen Biofrost get like shook on stage before, and like, I just am saying you took what CLG was good at and you removed the best people from for that. Like Smithy was always really vocal in the early game and had a clear picture of what he wanted to do. Afro very vocal. Yes, they still have Darshan and Huhi, but like, jungle and support are two of the most important places in the early game. And you put in two players who are not known for their communication skills. All right. Our last, <clears throat> last couple of things I got uh cloud nine over golden guardians. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I've went, I went really safe on all these. So I'm going to go with clutch over echo Fox. I think clutch will clutch it out to continue with the clutch puns. Uh, this, the show. At the risk of giving away too much information, the Echo Fox clutch matchup is very interesting because I think clutch is a better team, but you're putting solo up against Huni, which sounds like a nightmare. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm very curious and, what Huni's mentality is going to be. Like, well, he you just got that, off SKT, he's coming back. Like, do you feel like that means that he's going to be like, I'm ready to prove myself? Or do you think he's going to be like, oh, what an exhausting year? I'm not making it to the finals this year, so time to kick back and relax, you know? Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to kick back and relax. Also, it's like a fun meta for Huni. Like, there's a lot of top lane carries you can play. Yeah. Okay, well, it being fun. By the way, we just broke a thousand viewers. We've never had that on the show before. I think yes, except for Mascara hosted us one time, and that was when we got it. Right? That was when we got it? I thought we got it just because we did, like, the show during, like, the roster oh, upheaval. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I thought that was just like a, a hype time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks uh, for the support. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think that'll be interesting. Uh, we got about nine minutes or so before we bring Ovali on. So, uh, Mark, maybe you can uh, you can share. Do you want to stall like, more, or do you want to? You no, no. I'm just I I shared some opinions. You don't want to share your predictions, which is understandable. Uh, but maybe you can think of what are a couple. Do you want to make any bold predictions for this first weekend? I'll make it's not really a prediction. It's just like a claim, I guess. I would say that the most important player for how this entire like season shakes out is licorice. Because uh, C9 last season 
they were between like the second and fourth best team and they were a very big stopgap between like good and bad teams because they absolutely obliterated uh bad teams they had the fastest win rate ever or not ever but um that split and if licorice comes in and is a liability he potentially keeps uh c9 from ever really challenging for first uh, potentially losing to some of these new import teams. But if he comes in and he's solid and can hold his own in the top lane versus a very strong position, because there's a lot of really good tops. There's Huni, Darshan, Hanser, Flame, uh, Someday. Like, the pool of top laners is really strong. And so if he can't handle that caliber of opponent on a weekly basis consistently, he'll probably hold C9 down. But if he can do it, C9 could potentially push for first place. Do you? Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. I, I'm curious. I'm trying to think when. Okay, you can look at most teams and you can think of like the major misstep that they made, right? Like, pretty much any team that's ever brought Dardock on, um, <laughs> especially after his tenure on on Team Liquid. But also like, uh, you know, TSM with Glebe, TSM with Yellow Star. Um, it, I'm very curious. What are the major missteps that C9 has made? I don't think they made any major missteps from like, so, so like impact got really overpaid for this season. Um, you know, the yeah, they like overvalued players potentially. Well, so other people did like, if someone's going to come up to one of your players, you think is good, but like all things considered impact was like top four, top five when he was in form. Uh, like he got smashed a lot of the time in mm. summer and then, he obviously is great in the playoffs and great at Worlds. Um, but he's like, yeah, you know, top three when he's in form and then like top six, top seven when he's not. Um, and so if someone comes in and is like, we're going to pay a million dollars to that player because next year he's a permanent residency. I think I understand Jack's position on not wanting to, to pay for that if that's the reason they let him go and didn't match any offer. Um, or maybe Impact just decided to leave. I'm not exactly sure. But I can understand letting Impact go. The contract situation was a weird one to me. There's a twit longer contract said that they were they agreed in principle to a three year deal. And then he kind of backed out to say, I want to at least see my value on the open market. And during that time, <clears throat> Jack signed Sven and traded contracts. Yeah. And this is via contracts as a. Twit no, I, I had a conversation um, both with Jack and with contracts recently that sort of verified that because originally right, so I was going to try to do an interview with contracts about all of it. And then it became a twit longer. Yeah, so so it seems like Jack kind of just didn't want to wait to see what happened with contracts and just pulled the trigger on someone he felt like was yeah. an acceptable. Replacement. I mean, the theme the theme of off season was panicked owners trying to secure a roster because they were afraid they were going to end up like in a disastrous situation. Um, and I think that's kind of what happened, right? It's like yeah. you've got this guy who's on your roster, you're worried he's going to leave, so you like grab somebody. Yeah, I think that that's the feeling I got. So I don't think C9 was like, this is the team we 100% want. I think they wanted Licorice for sure. Um, but the, the jungle move was uh, not exactly ideal. So I think that's... It's hard to say they went wrong there. It wasn't like, oh my god, how could they possibly yeah. think that was going to work out? The only reason I brought up the question of what missteps has C9 made in the past is that I think I've always been impressed with Jack's ability to find talent. Um, and to make kind of big bets that people question and then they end up working okay, both on the challenger front um, and also on the the main roster. So, you know, I feel like it's hard to imagine Licorice being a disaster. Maybe he'll end up being like the, the big, 
you know, the C9's first big failure, but it seems much more likely that he will at most just be mediocre, right? And and how does you said so much of the split depends on licorice. What happens if licorice just becomes like neutral? Well, I don't. So that was my point is I don't really know if there is a neutral position in the top lane pool because you have like those six guys who I said are beasts and like they all had different play styles and they're all different players, but all of them are really, really good. And then you have like Lorlo, Zig. Um, I'm forgetting somebody solo. And if Licorice falls more into that second category, I think C9 has really legitimate problems staying a threat for yeah. the number one seed. what if they, they he falls into a third category that exists between the first and second category i i don't know i would have a hard time envisioning what that category is because like someone like lorlo can at times go toe-to-toe with them i think in summer he maybe i forget what it was but he like he had some really nice stats and like it was he, he had points played really well and a lot of people said you know lorlo is not as bad as people say um and that's something I agreed with, but he was still a clear tier below the actually really strong top laners. Yeah. So either either Licorice is a step behind and like he's not getting smashed every single game. Uh, and maybe because it's best of one, that means it's not as big of a problem. Whereas like you need to win two out of three games versus Puni or someday or whatever it is. Uh, but I have, I have a hard time seeing that middle category where he's like losing consistently but not so badly that Jensen, Sneaky, and Smoothie, and Sven can't carry. Right. <clears throat> well, 2018 is the year of the lower lows, so I don't think it even really matters. Yeah, he's coming back strong. Yeah. Okay, uh, so let's let's get uh, Avalon, on, which means we need to switch scenes. I'll use my... This is my transitionary scene. Uh, I'm watching we go to bated breath. Yeah. Um, so this we just use this as the filler while we're switching scenes. Uh, let's, let's see. We'll add Ovley to the call. I like how there's like one GIF or something that is just barely off screen animated. Is there? Yeah. Like it, it's like someone putting on their underwear. It's just slightly out of shot, but you can see the movement. Yeah. I, I go for that. Um, hello, Ovley. She can't hear us. Uh, she needs to join the Discord, uh, which she might already be on. If you can, wait, try to should find I her. be in? Yeah, can you I join the Discord? Discord? Yeah, and then we'll pull you in. What's your name? Can you ask her her name? Uh, what is your Discord name? This is the struggle. My Discord, uh, Avi. I'm in the thingy. Should I join the general? Say yes. Tell her yes. 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 You need okay, to be I'm in one of these rooms so that we can drag you in. The picture of Thresh. Look for Thresh. Wait, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab her. Grab her. Go. Wait, Thresh? That's her dog. Okay. Well, that was not very clear. Yeah. All right. Now mute your mic on uh, Skype, probably. Yeah, you you need to mute your mic on Skype and then unmute on Discord. Speaking of mute on Skype, Travis. There we go. Boom. Oh, I'm good. Okay, now I have to set up my webcam. Yeah. Why Wait. wasn't this done beforehand? Okay, you know what? I had I'm trying to I'm trying new things. Yeah. See, look, this is my setup. 
Okay, no, we can I, see I you looked... yet. Hang on. Now that I now that you're there, I need to switch this over. People are gonna really like this, I think. I didn't have. Okay, I'll just wait for you to switch it over. Yeah. I also can't see right now, so you're gonna have to tell me when things okay. actually happen. Is that why it was taking so long? Is because people because you can't see? Yeah, I've uh, you know I'm trying to get used to the new lifestyle. I've been sick. Really? I use things by hearing now. Hang on, yeah, hang on. Like, people still can't uh, see you, but they'll be able to in a second. You're killing me, Travis. Well, this is what it takes. You know. There is there is like yarn in my eye right now. People are going to be very confused as to why you're saying that. Ugh. Hang on. Okay, we're pushing live. Boom. <laughs> cough, cough. Uh, also, yeah, I'm going to be coughing probably you a can, lot. You can mute your Discord. I can mute myself. I'm going to yes. mute myself okay. when I cough. Okay. That's but my yeah. favorite. Favorite kind of guest, the one who shows up, fucked up, <laughs> coughing. Ready to go. I took a shot of NyQuil. People are texting me. Yeah. Great. Anything for Travis. Yeah, All right. thank you. Let's get this intro underway, Travis. Okay, so, Avali, uh, for those that do not know who you are, um, and I'm not talking about your cosplay, what, what <laughs> who, who are you? What do you do in League <laughs> You know, I'm just the biggest Travis Gafford fan in the entire world. So I just follow and copy whatever you do in hopes of uh, one day being as uh, esports as you. Okay, great. I also do interviews for Riot at the LCS. Yeah, great. Love it. Coworker. <clears throat> Probably Woo! used to work with me. Wow, you join and like the <laughs> sub train begins. Let's. I can't see. Well, so you're going to have to describe everything to me. Well, uh, Are several you gonna people said. On? I don't know. See, you guys were wearing sunglasses when it started, so I went to look for sunglasses, couldn't find those, and then you took them off. Mm. So I'm conflicted. What do I do? Uh, I don't know. Whatever keeps the sub train going, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> I oh, take yeah. my sunglasses off because they, they bother me. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Uh, we, okay. So, Avli, this is your first time on one of these opinion-oriented shows, and yes. uh, you are... Uh, I'm guessing a little nervous about because people say things on these shows. They're going to ask you questions and then you'll get judged for your response. Yeah, I have always been terrified of having an opinion like ever. I'm just terrified that I'm going to say like something stupid like, oh, yeah, mix up who he and Hooney's name just like on a whim. And then boom, 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 boom. She's a fraud e-girl or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So that's why. I've always been a little terrified. Yeah. Well, well uh, we'll find out. Trial, what's happen. trial yeah. by fire. I'm not yeah. going to talk the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, no, please. No. Yeah, neither am I. Uh, this yeah. is just you hosting the show for the rest of the time. Let us know when it's done and we'll we'll turn it off. Um, All right. You do that. I'm going to call Emily and we're going to talk about the season's anime. <laughs> oh, great. We're going to hijack this. Oh, great. Yeah. Hotline <laughs> League. That maybe that'll be the April Fool's joke is just. Uh, yes. OK. I am very much down for that. OK. Um, let's see. Let let's keep the sub train going. Uh, should we? Well, here before we get our first caller on, Avli, what are you most excited for for the start of the season? The Team Liquid TSM game. Are you kidding me? It's just what is going on. There were so many roster changes that I feel like a lot of fans are just going to be completely conflicted with where does their loyalty now lie? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the TSMTL game. What else is on for this week? 
Um, I was listening to you guys going through your predictions. I, against popular uh, opinion, I guess, I I, I kind of want to see Golden Guardians succeed. Or succeed. There are all American teams, so I want them to beat Clutch Gaming. I know you said you wanted Clutch to take the win. Over I didn't there. say want it, Clutch. Thought, it was a prediction. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You thought Clutch is going to take the win. I think Golden Guardians is going to come in and surprise us all with their. I think the meh of their roster is going to turn into just this little bubbling little potential. Okay. I don't know. I'm excited for it. Nice. Top tier analysis. The meh will turn into this bubbling yeah. potential. How am I, I doing, have, Travis? I have a theory that the reason you want them to win is because contracts is a big weeb. And you are a big weeb. <laughs> he <And> found it, <laughs> out. <laughs> okay. Let's get our first caller on. Uh, and while... We get our first caller on. Mark is going to start pulling people. Actually, Mark, you want to get people to start putting questions, or have they already been? Oh, you've got a waiting room going. He's going. All right. So while he's pulling that people in, I'm uh, going to go over really quickly to my dashboard and thank several people uh, who have started. Uh, so starting with the Gaming Orange, Zigsta6, Lord Sid12, Soaring Beef, Dr. Manhattan, Tormax of Dagger Spine, and then finally Poro Stan with a $10 donation. He says, you need to get BioDaddy on. Love the content. I'm happy there's at least one person who covers League well. Super rare in esports. P.S. Follow up on your interview with BioFrost. Yes, he must be. Except the BioDaddy meme. Okay, there we go. Our first caller is Zyka. Zyka, where are you calling from? I'm calling from the middle of nowhere, Grand Junction, Colorado. Okay, very, very cool. Uh, what What is the weather? You know, we're, we like to do the weather map over the course yeah. of the show. Tell me what the weather's like in Colorado. All right. So, usually... In Grand Junction, Colorado, we get a lot of snow, and I love snow. This year, it snowed two days for about half an inch, so I'm actually really, really disappointed with the weather. Yeah, sorry, everyone. By the way, thinks you sound like Tyler One. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. I've never been told that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Can you can... scream at the top of your lungs? No, real please, quick no, please, please, no. Please, Should no. I? No, no. <laughs> I will mute you. That'll be the end of your thing. Uh, all right, Zyka, what is, what are your what's your take uh, for the show today? All right. So today I want to talk about how people are grossly underrating Hunter Thieves and overrating CLG. Okay. So I they play this week. They're mm-hmm. the second day. Uh, Mark, whenever I did my prediction, I said CLG over 100 Thieves, but Mark was saying that's a much more hype game than I was giving it credit for. Why do you think 100 Thieves, presumably you think 100 Thieves can take that game? Uh, I do think they can, yeah. So how come? Well, I think that 100 Thieves actually covers up its weaknesses a lot better than people give it credit for. And those two weaknesses mostly are Medios and Rio, right? That's the general opinion. Um... But if we look at the roster and just how these players interact with each other, I actually think that Medios and Rio are going to make a great pair. Uh, first of all, Medios and Rio actually want to play with each other. Uh, like Wall Esports tweeted out you know, their little interview with Medios today. And he said, the biggest reason I went with 100 Thieves is because they signed Ryu. I really enjoyed playing with Ryu on Phoenix 1. And it's pretty safe to assume that you know, Ryu, feels, Ryu feels pretty much the same way. So... Uh, We'll probably get at least a decent synergy out of them in the first place. But also, these two players have had motivation issues in the past. And I also think that'll be covered up because in an interview that you did with him, Travis, um, with Prawley, Prawley said that the main, the first thing he asked Medios was, you know, what's your motivation going to be this year? And then Prawley said something along the lines of um, uh, that he thinks that Medios is the most motivated of any player. 
And also, with Ryu having a, a great history with Prawley, I think these two players are going to actually have a lot more motivation than the community gives them credit for, and they'll be able to perform at a higher level than uh, what everyone thinks. What if they like playing with each other because they both like just hang back and relax and play video games and chill? And it's actually going to be the opposite, where the fact that they like playing with each other and they've both had motivation issues will backfire. I suppose that's possible, but these guys are professional League of Legends players who have been to World Championships. Like they know how to how to get it done when when it, when it comes you know when it, when it's time to to work hard. And so I guess that's a possibility. But I I'd like to give them the, the benefit of the doubt and say that they 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 do know how to how to work together. In the, at I would. I would agree with that. Are you at all concerned about the bot lane of uh, 100 Thieves? Because um, last year there was a fair amount of times where Stixay and Afro would kind of get themselves killed in lane and it would make the game really, really hard for CLG. Um, and I would say that Cody and Stixay are close in skill, but um, given that we haven't seen as much of Cody, I'd just for the sake of argument, potentially a little worse than Stixay. Are you at all concerned of the bot lane? Just getting run over sometimes um their bot lane i guess is weak mechanically but aframu is going to be a great mentor for cody's son and you know cody's son he got a lot of flack at worlds you know for his uh anti-insect player whatever you want to call it <laughs> um but if we think about like his career and how it started he started on uh immortals with ole as, as a support Ole coming from where do you come from like brazil or taiwan i don't even wherever know. You, yeah. you, you you throw a dart at a map he probably came from there yeah probably yeah. so like these two like didn't really have an opportunity to develop a mentorship relationship like you know afromo and cody sun will so i feel like these two are gonna have a better opportunity to develop synergy that will co cover up for their mechanical uh weaknesses just simply because afromo is one a great leader and two those two will already be able to form a relationship from day one rather than figure out what that relationship is going to be as it was with Cody Sun and Ollie. Mm. Interesting. Hopefully thoughts. I always wondered like with the whole mentorship newbie Afro Cody, because they already both, I know like grew with different teams when you meet and you join as a new bot lane, does those, do they ever clash? Or will they just suddenly go, okay, here, boom. Wow, I understand you, you understand me. Now we have this perfect synergy. Like the styles? Yeah, it's funny. I was asking Six Day that question in the interview I did with him that everyone should check out on my YouTube channel, where I said, uh, you know, do you have you played with Afro, who had previously played with Double If now you're playing with Bio, who was again <laughs> Double If's previous support, do you feel like you have to uh, train these guys out of any bad habits? And he's like, Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of funny. They're more lane oriented, and I like uh, supports that can kind of go off and just do their own thing or really make their own decisions on this stuff. So it's just kind of funny seeing how that works. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how that plays out in the Cody Sun and Aframu thing. I think it generally just depends on you know when you hear them talk about the game uh, and what other people say about them and how they think about it. I think you can usually see that there's some play styles. Uh, differences potentially for some bot lanes i don't think that's really the case for the 100 thieves bot lane like cody doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's like pick me things i can't take bad matchups i need to be the aggressor in the matchup he doesn't feel like that kind of player afro very much the same way like i think that they understand like playing losing matchups and cody sometimes they hang back while afro makes a play because ole was a big roamer as well um it's more just an actual individual skill thing where 
there's a lot of strong bot lanes and can they not die or get pushed under their turret so afro can actually go out and make those roam plays so zika i don't think you even need to explain why clg is overrated because i think it's just kind of self-explanatory so thanks so much no i'm just kidding risen lazarus Lazarus and lazarus in the chat freaking out about how i didn't ask you why you're they're overrated uh do you uh why do you think the team is is overrated on the clg side well marks already did a good job of covering most of it you know they've they're not really the rain over and biofrost aren't really going to be a good replacement for the shot calling that smithy and um Aphromoo brought in their, you know, in their their time when they were the strongest team. Uh, and so it's really hard. I'm having a really hard time agreeing with Marks on his prediction number three in North America because they lost so much of their identity that like they, that winning through teamwork is how Darshan, Huhi, and Zix have won for the past two or three years. And you take the number one teamwork uh guy on their team, Aphromoo, you remove him, and then you also bring in Rainover, who all, has a proven history of not being able to lead. I just don't think that this looks like a number three team. So most playing devil's advocate a lot, um, they are a team with uh, no definite weaknesses, I guess you would say, where uh, they don't have a player who falls in the bottom half of the league in their position, arguably. Um, most of them are top half of the league players, so mechanically it should match up fine. They have a fantastic coaching staff. Uh, Attitude-wise, all those guys are people that everyone speaks of highly for having positive attitudes and wanting to work hard and things like that. Um, so it is the kind of thing where I think they have some work to put in to like make up what they lost in their shot calling, but they have all the right tools to actually improve and do that. I think that Actually, Rainover is not one of the best junglers in North America. I don't think he's top five at all. He doesn't have the teamwork. Oh, not the teamwork, excuse me, the, the leadership skills. But his mechanics haven't been impressive over the past year and a half. He, at his peak on Fnatic, or maybe a bit on IMT, he was a great Rek'Sai, Gragas tank jungle player. But whenever he played those on Liquid, he didn't you know, manage to generate any leads on his own. I honestly was not impressed by his mechanical ability and he could still have it. And, you know, it, it's, I guess you could say that a lot of that was the issues Teal had, but we, I haven't seen a uh, mechanical prowess that made me think, yeah, this guy is still a top jungler despite the team he's on. Yeah. It, I think it's one of the more contested points by a lot of analysts is how good will Rainover be and how much of his demise was the <laughs> TL, you know, space jam, drain your powers effect. Yeah, Zyka, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, thanks for holding it down in Colorado. Hope you guys get some more snow soon. Uh, thanks. Have yeah. a good night, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, moving on to the next caller. Uh, where was I? Oh, Jocelyn1818, 18, 18, 18 sub, Intrepid90, Gerbil2013, Jordan, B-Sharkbait, Food and Blunts comes in with the two months. Uh, and then we got Crossbow Burrito, uh, Ascent Acid, and the great Jax, who resubbed and wishes there could be more EU talk. So hopefully we come up with some of that. Obviously, by the way, you shouldn't watch. look at Twitch chat because these guys, they'll just distract you. I read Twitch chat, but I'm a fantastic multitask. Yeah, yeah. It's, you'll just get caught, and then some people say, like, Ovli's hair is weird right now because it's caught in the headset, which... Shit. Fabulous. And then, and then yeah, it's just... Shit taste in anime, yeah, and then yeah. everyone... 
Come you, down, you don't you don't want to look at those guys. They're distracting. Okay. Uh, okay. Carino is on the call. Is that how I pronounce it? Carino? Yeah, yeah, you actually pronounced it correct. That's awesome. Fantastic. Where are you calling from? Uh Kentucky. All right. And uh what's going on in Kentucky these days? Anything interesting? You guys uh, have a derby? We've gotten almost a foot of snow in the last two days. All right. So, so we just need to get quite a bit. <laughs> we need to get your snow to Colorado. We're working uh, on this. I would love that. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so what do you, what do you want to talk about on the show today? Uh, I think that, um, first of all, I think that, uh, C nine is not going to make uh playoffs in either split. Uh, maybe they will get it together by the summer, but I don't think that they're going to have anything together. They downgraded. Oh, hold on. Let, slots. let me stop you right there. The idea that like if C nine sucks, they're just gonna sit there with the same team. Well, hang on, hang on. I want to hear the rest of his. Okay, so you, okay, okay. So well, the, they well, won't make mean, playoffs in spring. Up? I don't. I mean, who could they pick up though? That's the problem. Is that like all of the good talent? What if Hundred Thieves blows Dick and then Sunday wants to leave and they pick up Sunday? They swap Sven for a native jungler and then boom, they got Sunday on their team. Who the who the fuck knows? I'm sorry, Ollie. <laughs> okay. All right, that's we fair. try that's we try fair. not to have that language on this show. Uh, that that. That's, That's right. We're family friendly. It's yeah. just, Travis should be with a butt hand over a button to hot mute me. All right. That, uh, uh, I mean, no, that's fair. That's that's absolutely. It. I mean, it's a good point. They could pick up somebody. I I don't think that. I think that the licorice criticism is one hundred percent right on. Uh, I don't think that. I, don't, I mean, I, I think you could have picked up a bunch of different top laners from Challenger that would have been, be, you know, just as good as him. Because every time that he in the Challenger League, that he went up against, uh, was it Gold Coin? Uh, that, I forget if it was Gold was Coin or one? P1. It was one of the two. Yeah, so he got stomped on every time that he went up against them, and you're going to put him up against against Impact Hooney. I mean, I, I just don't see him performing very well, and. You know, Sven, that was the best move that TSM made in the offseason was getting rid of Sven Scared, in my opinion. But uh, that's based on his world's performance. So, Carino, so you've obviously tilted uh you've tilted Mark enough that he cut in here. Uh, I was I, I was only <laughs> wanted to chime in on the idea of the summer roster. Well, well we okay, we need we haven't even okay. So you let's just lock that part of the question off. Let's yeah, let's lock that off. So spring split. You think Licorice is going to be the downfall of C9, it sounds like. I think he's going to be the most important in, the most important part for he's that He's not team. even an import. Either he's going to play. No, no, no. Important. Important part he's of that. He's trying to be funny. I know. Travis yeah. likes to take a word and use it incorrectly and be like, did you guys get it? I um, used that word wrong. So he's going to. read it. He's going to be the most important aspect. Yeah, saying, either, okay. he's going, either he's going to succeed like certain people believe he will and C9 will be okay. I don't think that that's going to happen, but he's either going to be the success or the downfall of their team, Okay, in my opinion. And you think downfall very clearly. Yeah, very clearly. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, I think 100 Thieves, they're going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be top four. Uh, I think they have the ability to be top four. Let me rephrase that. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think FlyQuest is going to be last place. Wow. So that's Where's Golden thing. Guardians? Uh, I've, I don't think they're going to make playoffs. I think they'll probably be like six, seventh, eighth, ninth, somewhere in there. Maybe, maybe six at the best, but probably seventh, eighth or ninth. Okay. Uh, all right. Obli, 
what do you, if you th- I know that you followed Cloud9 for a long time. Well, yeah, I've just been making facial expressions this whole time because I just, what triggered me was he doesn't think CNN's going to make playoffs, period, this year, just because of this roster. Like, even if Licorice is just as crappy as maybe he thinks he is, like, loses an arm amputation or something, and then since Garen is bad as Reddit thinks he is, I just don't see how C9 is going to get beat by, like, Golden Guardians. Wait, just uh, a little bit ago, you were on the Golden Guardians hype trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Golden Guardians, but come on. They're going to beat Cloud9. They play Cloud9. Don't they play them on the second day or something? But, um, no, I just don't see that happening. I don't see Cloud9 maybe losing for the first half of the split. Maybe it just goes terribly and they don't make some sort of a change. They don't make some sort. I, I just. What's your. So I think everyone agrees. Licorice is a wild card. Obviously, if you had to make a prediction, don't worry. You don't have to back it up. Um, but if you had to make a prediction on licorice, what's your guess? Does he stick around past the spring split? Um, I haven't seen too many of his games but you know what he seems like a sweet individual and for that i give him my blessing no but i think maybe he'll have a i want to give him like a chance like give him a few weeks to get settled into everything but i think he has the potential to do great okay i think he's gonna have like a rough time in top lane but i don't think he's just gonna fall flat on his face okay uh he came up to me as i discussed last week at a at the new year's party introduced himself was a nice guy so he's got my vote of confidence. Carino, why well, would you say would such t- awful things about a guy who's so polite? He could be a wonderful person. I don't I'm not I'm not attacking him as a person. Mm. I just don't think that he can stand up against against some of the other top laners that are out there, not to mention some of the other junglers that are gonna be ganking his lane because yeah. he's gonna be a weak link. So to Carino's point, uh he did have a really nice challenger regular season performance and for the most part pretty good playoffs uh but then he got picked apart a little bit in the promo relegation matches if i remember correctly so that was a little bit concerning um and i'm not sure i agree on the sven point though yes if you get the sven from worlds it's a disaster but i don't think that's really how good sven is and i think uh it was one of those things like that happened with smithy where it was like you know what you just need to to like sever the ties. The milk has gone bad. Whatever, however, whatever you want to say about it, like that roster didn't function correctly anymore. Yeah, yeah, that that's a hundred percent agree on that. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Cranio, for a very hype conversation. Any final <laughs> thoughts? You still are you still sticking with your Cloud Nine statement? Yeah, no, no, I still am. Okay. I, I mean, they could change it up. I don't. Uh, I, I will. I will back off a little bit, and I'll say that for spring, I don't oh. think they're making. Okay, okay. I mean, you don't have to go back. The great no, thing is okay. is I mean, yeah, you're they, an they anonymous person from Kentucky. You could <laughs> you everyone could be linking this clip uh at as C9 fails to make playoffs in summer. Right, that's and what I was going to say. That's the like best thing is when you you don't back down and then you're right and then you get to spam post this shit. Yeah. All over <laughs> Travis and I's content. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much yes. for the call, dude. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Nice little wave there, Amelie. Yeah, I don't. What's it's my first time, Travis? Could you, you know, you could just say, I know I like the wave. It was good. Do that at the end of every one of these Princess Diaries. Is that from Princess Diaries? Yeah. Uh, Uh, What's her name? Evish has resubbed. (laughs) Evish has resubbed. Ruby C subbed. Fruity Counter subbed. (laughs) 
The Drizzle 24, and then Gravesco subs and says, now put me in, Dad, at Ace. I don't know who Ace is. Uh, Poro Satan. Poro Satan. Great name, by the way. Where are you calling from? <laughs> Thank you. Hell? I am calling from Syracuse, New York. Okay. So it's kind of, you know, I feel like if hell was frozen over, uh, which, you know, was where our Poro Satan would be in a frozen hell, Syracuse, New York would be a pretty good example of that. Uh, what, what's your, we've had some controversial opinions so far. Last one, maybe the most, what, what's your takes, uh, this week? Um, I'm going to say that without a doubt, TSM is not making finals this year. Uh, either final. Yeah. Either final. I, I think that they've gutted too much of the core team. Um, Mike Young is still a bit new to, the playing at the pro level he's only gone through one meta shift and i think as soon as you get out of the meta he was in to where it looks like we're going with more tanks he won't really be at home anymore obviously i'm just going to hand this one over to you uh because you did such a, a good job with the cloud nine guy what do you want you just want me to yell at these poor people <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you're trying to make me like the bad guy like oh okay mark's smart oh travis is funny Ovali's just yelling at people <laughs> how do you not think tsm's gonna make finals they're gonna go for the four p let's uh, go <laughs> i mean i i twitch chat calls me a baby rager all the time so you're not alone on yeah. the yelling at people okay. okay okay well hang on before we get to that so, so your main reasons, poor of Satan, is that they have changed too much of the main roster. Do you have any other assertions before I unleash? Well, they've changed, point. They've changed too much, and I think without a doubt that CLG and Team Liquid are the best teams of this split. Okay. All so, right. but uh, so you think those guys will make it every time? Yeah, easily. I. We might see some stuff come out of Cloud9, but as people kind of said, I think there's going to be some growing pains with them. I do think they're looking more towards Worlds already, but there'll be growing pains. Okay. Uh, so I just want to point out the idea of changing too much of your roster is a pretty weird thing to hold against somebody in this environment when no team has brought back more than three players. Um, and no team is like that consistent either. Where like some of the groups of three players are joining new orgs, some groups of players have new coaches with them. Uh, there is an unbelievable amount of roster upheaval this offseason. So that feels a little strange to say they've changed too much of the core because everyone's core changed for the most part. Well, I, I feel like they're. <laughs> I think they're changing it in a way where it just doesn't make sense. Part of from what I see of why they got rid of Biofrost was that he wasn't making the shot calling that they wanted. So their idea is let's pull in someone that can fill that role while also changing the team so much as filling that role doesn't make sense anymore. So I did the interview with with Andy where he talked about this stuff. I don't think he was saying Biofrost isn't doing shot calling. He was saying that communication between support and jungle is very important and neither of them were talking. So I don't think it, so it, yeah, you're right. I think that they were looking to up the communication on the support side, but I don't think that they were necessarily saying Biofrost isn't a shot caller. We need a shot caller. Sure. So like I, I can get that, but I think the replacements that they got are, are more than adequate. Sven and Mithy are, are pretty battle tested. 
Uh, they've been what people have said is the best bot lane in the West for the last two years, uh, pretty much in Europe. I know Reckless has had his high moments as well, so it's contentious a little bit, but we're, we are talking about one of the best bot lanes in the West, uh, as well as the fact that in 2016, TSM completely changed their roster as well, and they did struggle for a little while, but that was mostly as a result of Yellow Star not meshing with the team, and they still made finals that split, though they didn't win. So the idea of a team changing a lot and discovering themselves is not that foreign of a concept. Uh, I just pull, I pull into question TSM's coaching abilities now. Yes, I know that they just went through and got a new coach, so they are trying to adapt, but I think going to be kind of like last season's Team Liquid. Right, but they didn't just get a coach. This isn't like they, they're they swinging on Woodbuck and Jarge again or something. Song is proven in multiple regions as being one of the best coaches. That's true, but if we look forward to the upcoming weekend, I think that easily Team Liquid would beat TSM, especially if we look at the bot lane. If we put double lift against ADC Sven, I think double lift wins easily. Well, I'm not talking about the first day's matchup. I'm talking about your claim that TSM won't make a finals all year. Well, because then if we just look at it, if we put sneaky against ADC Sven, I think we get the same situation. Sneaky wins the same with 6A versus Sven. Probably, uh... Why do you think Sven is so bad? <laughs> I'll let work. I'll let work. Well, I, I'll, 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 I'll shut up after he tells okay. me why Sven uh, is worse than three of North American 80 carries. I think that they have a very passive play style in Europe that won't work well in NA, which there is a bit of an irony to it because it's the super aggressive NA ADCs that don't do well in Worlds. So they're, Sven is a good international ADC, but he won't work well in NA. Avali, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up the conversation with you. Do you think uh, that it's fair to say that TSM will... I mean, what is your prediction? Do they make it to both finals? Do they only make it to one? And, and you know, what do you kind of think about all this? I mean, last year, they were very much like, oh, we're not, you know, trying to get first in everything. We just want to go into Worlds and everything. But I think they have a strong roster. I'm. I think they'll make it to finals. Okay. I don't know who's going to join them. Both in splits finals yet. Both splits. Okay. Very good. Let me. Like, Thank let's you. Start with spring. Let's start with spring. Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah, just go if... to TSM. They're going to win the, everything. They're going to first place in worlds. Goodbye, Korea. Yeah. But. Yeah. Thank you. Thank right you, Poro Satan. Uh, any any uh, letter of apology or statement of apology you want to say to the Twitch chat, which is. Uh, not your biggest fan right now? Um, I, I guess really the final thing I would say is we shouldn't just assume that TSM is going to do well because they're TSM. We kind of saw that with the mediocreness of CLG over the past few years. Um, yeah. And they are in a hard spot of they have a target on their back being in first place for so long. They only The only place they have to go is down. Yeah. That's... That's true. Or stay exactly where they've been. Thank you so much, Paul yeah. Satan. <laughs> Have a good one. For, for literally every split. Um, I mean, it's a bold, it's bold prediction. Again, like, this is the fun. I, I will never... 
I love it when no, people I, call I and say it. crazy shit. So <laughs> I, I love it, you know. and I'm gonna argue. And yeah, hey, yeah. you know, you're entitled to your opinion. Yes. Uh, by the way, um, and Mark, maybe while you're here too, uh, one thing that I know that we've tried to do in the past is, is try and get people to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, if you have any. We don't have to just do predictions because we have uh, Ovly on the show today. And I know sometimes we have questions for Loco or statements or people want to talk about Loco about something here. If you want to talk to Avali about collegiate esports, which is, I know is something she's super passionate about hosting, how do you get into all this stuff, content creation, whatever you want to talk to her about too. Happy to, to take some of those calls as well. So if people want to light that up and by the way, uh, as Mark goes in to grab our next caller in the uh, subs chat, I will say, or if, if you are a sub, you do get access to the sub chat section of discord. Uh, so if you're a sub, please feel free to put questions or statements or thoughts in that chat uh, as we do check there. And it gives you a little bit of an advantage, I think, as we, you know, a little bit less conversation going on there, a higher chance of getting caught or picked. Uh, Zilchers is joining the show right now. Zilchers, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Okay, which what bold, crazy prediction do you want to make since we're on a on a roll right now? Uh, I think my I think mine is gonna make a little bit less waves than everybody else. Okay, well maybe we need that. The show needs to calm down for a second. <laughs> maybe. Um, I'm feeling that Golden Guardians are gonna be the number one team out of the gates, like the strongest out of the gates. Whoa, I okay. You, I mean, <laughs> you you said it was gonna be a lot less, but that's a pretty bold statement. So you expect uh, Golden Guardians to look to to look the best out of all the teams this this split at the yeah. beginning. And I have a second part to that prediction. I think sure. if they really play their cards right and improve at the same rate as everyone else, I think there's a decent chance that they might get top four okay. by the end of the strip. All right, so I'll let you make your argument. Uh, so why? So that's your, your thesis. What's your, your supporting evidence? So when I look at Golden Guardian's roster, uh, lower low, contracts high, definitely in that, I see a lot of like, what I think of like moldable players. I see like a lot of wet clay. And I think that high his best environment is when he's surrounded by players that he can really influence to do what he wants and kind of enact his game plan without much second thought. And I think there's enough like rookie power and players that in a lot of situations have been those players for their team that they can fill that role which will push them out to the same start that he had on FlyQuest last year. But I also think there's a lot more potential talent on the squad. So I think if they improve at a decent rate, they have a, they have a place among the top four. That one's definitely reaching, but I think it might be possible. Hmm. Right. Lovely. You, you're the resident Golden Guardians hype man. You're Why the Flava Flav. People just think that, okay... I'm not like saying that Golden Guardians is going to take first and everything. I'm, hey, I'm this, just saying but, but, that I want to see them. Could Travis, I got this. Travis, I got this. Zilters is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I would like to see them succeed. And yes, I'm a little biased because I know a lot of the people on there are a bunch of weebs. But um, I, I agree. <laughs> I think Golden Guardians, they're going to take off beginning of the split. Do you think that they will look the strongest? Uh, I'm just curious how much you're willing to align with Zilchers here. On well, Zilchers, to to clarify his point, was that they would start the hottest. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's and then I mean. they would end up top four. It's not like they were the best over yes. the course. Of yeah, the yeah. Split. I'm just saying. Do you think? Do you? Uh, so there you go, Avli. Do you think that yeah. they will start yeah. the str the hottest and then and then land top four? 
I don't think they're going to be, I, I don't think they're going to end in top four. That's sad to say, but there's no way that they're going to beat what TSM, uh, TL, et cetera. Amen. But um, I think they're going to, they're going to what? Documented here first that I was the only one right out of all of you. He's gonna, <laughs> they're right. gonna win finals. Clip it, post it on Twitter, post it on your Facebook. Um, but I do think that they're gonna surprise us because I know a lot of people just don't expect too much for it from it. People are placing it like the bottom of their rankings, but I think they're gonna surprise us. Okay, I'm very open to be proven wrong with a fly quest esque spring split where they were at points challenging for number one early on, and then they dropped down to seventh before rounding out making the playoffs and upsetting somebody and getting fourth place. I could see a world that's close to that. I'm not sure I'm ready to buy in quite as hard where they're going to get fourth, um, but I think a lot of the same strengths are there where they, you know, Moon and High ended up working well together and stuff like that. Maybe Contracts and High work well together like they did in Challenger and... They don't have to worry about language barrier and everyone's been in the scene a fair amount. Like, even though they're all young, uh, definitely is the youngest. The other guys have all played for multiple years. So it's not like they're really rookies or anything. So I, I could see a, a world where they, they find their groove the fastest. Zil, I also, uh, oh, go ahead. Go, sorry. Um, I also think that the re- the main reason I say that they can get top four, because when I look at everybody, but I, I feel like it's a pretty, decent just flat upgrade from FlyQuest. I think that Matt, although he's had his struggles or is a much stronger mechanical player than you know Elimination was last year, I think uh, definitely has a lot of potential. I think Lorlo has had his really high moments and we've all seen how great Contracts is, uh, but I suspect he'll probably be more on the level that Moon was on at the start of last uh, spring split. But that's really the whole basis. There's really nothing more to the top four argument than uh, player upgrades and they have plenty of cheese to back it up so who uh, so sorry who's your top four and if you mention this i just want to review it so who, your top four is golden guardians and who are the other three uh Go- golden guardians definitely number four if they make it uh i think tsm will eventually get there maybe i i'm a little bit of a naysayer for tsm i think they'll definitely be there at least by summer split so you think? Um, so you think there's a chance TSM might not make top four in spring? Now that you say it back to me, probably not. Now they probably will. <laughs> You're, you just don't want to go on the record with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like, hoping for they, it. They've had the three peat, man. I don't know if I can bet on that. Okay. Uh, I'll put them at number three, just because of my cynical attitude. Okay. Um, I think Cloud Nine is definitely there. I think they're a little bit slept on. I think Jensen is a beast. Uh, and I do not ever believe in super teams, so I'm actually going to put uh, CLG up there okay. as well. So Team Liquid performs below Golden Guardians is your prediction? Yes. Okay. That is my prediction. Sorry, double it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologize to him. He doesn't care about your opinion. Trust me, I know. Uh, oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Zilters, thank you so much. I think, uh, you know, my opinion... Golden Guardians won't get relegated. That's my prediction for those guys. Jeez, I think Christ. I think they're going to be safe. We can both be right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for the call and uh, for your your bold prediction. Uh, hope things go well in Virginia. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, getting in the next the next call. So I uh, had a couple of things. Uh, Nemsic resubbed at the nine ninety nine tier. I think he's the only he or she. Sorry, is the only person 
at that tier, by the way. So thanks to them. Uh, apologies if I'm forgetting anybody else. He says, I love you all. Donkey Pant Punch Dan resubbed, and then an OPTSM fan donated $10 and said, Avali, <laughs> what's up, Mark? You like that name? Donkey Punch Dan? Yeah, you like that a lot? I was, just, I was trying ridiculous. to gloss over it. I didn't want. Uh, OPTSM okay. fan donated $10 and said, Avali is the best guest you've had with her mad takes and baby rage. She should host. Sorry, Travis. LOL. Also, I've done my own power rankings, and I can tell you why TL is overrated and C9 is underrated. Also, I'm surprised by these hot takes that are just bad. That's a long message. Let's keep it short in the future. Thank you so much for your support, OPTSM fan. Gerbil is on the show. I feel like you've been on before, Gerbil. Am I crazy? Um, Not on this show, but like when you had the, the talk show with Emily and Kelsey, I did a bunch of questions. That's right. Okay, thank you. So, Well, good to have you back. Good to hear from you for the first time. Where are you calling from? I am from an actual boonies. I am from the middle of Iowa. The middle of Iowa. There's a competition on this show for some reason between all the people that live in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and and they all try to figure out what the... the most my town's population obscure. is even lower <laughs> yeah. than yours. Yeah. So I'm from a town of like 2,500, and I live in town, and I'm surrounded by cornfields. So. Okay. How many people were in your graduating class? Uh, oh, 48. 48. Okay, that's There were pretty... less than 200 in my high school. So. Okay. All right. Jeez. All right. Well, I am excited to find out what living in the middle of nowhere with so few people have inspired in terms of opinions and thoughts from you, because I think it'll be good. Well, I get to watch a lot of your content, because there's nothing to do. But um, I mean, you, people should was... just, prior, even in a world where there's everything to do, people should watch my content. <laughs> Gerbil, what's your, th- um, your take? So basically, my take was about uh, Golden Guardians. Um, I'm a little afraid we're going to get... Uh, a breaking point 2.0 because I know it sounds really weird and like I want the team to do really well but the problem is is there's just so much hit or miss on that team there's a lot of sort of unproven stuff and you get personalities like hi who is like let's be real he's he's loved the drama all the time like him and medios always fought if you've ever seen a video like cloud nine used to post them there were videos of like hi and lemon and they were like borderline screaming at each other and then you throw loco into the mix like, oh man, that's that's kind of fun to think about. So I'm um, just kind of curious as to how well you guys think that roster will mesh and if they'll be able to do anything. Because, I mean, there's some promise there. Like the year of Lurlo contracts was really good, but sometimes he had some really low lows and can high reach his level and is definitely going to be any good. I don't know. Same with Matt. I like a Twitch chat bending point. Like, a <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, I think uh, that, yeah, it's good. I, I I could see a conflict between Loco and and uh, High, but that's the only point of tension I really see cropping up. Like, um, the issues in Breaking Point were were largely surrounded by Piglet, Dardock, and Loco, specifically more Loco and Dardock. And while High is someone who people argue with, and he's not the type to back down, he can get heated. Uh, and he's probably a little prideful. I don't think it's to the degree that Dardock has been where he's been kicked off three teams. I think there's there's a degree of separation between those two guys. I mean, yeah. we should we should have gone to Avli first because this is your chance oh. to defend Golden Guardians. <laughs> True. Well, is this what this has become now? Um, but wait, so your point was just you think that there's going to be a lot of drama surrounding it just with Loco High. I don't. Yeah, he said Breaking Point 2.0. Because High is High is always super opinionated, and he's like he's always been like this is the way things are should be, and Loco is the exact same way. 
And Darduk had that issue with where he would start defending Lurlo or Matt or something like that. And Loco would kind of just be like, oh, whatever. He'd start rolling his eyes and stuff. When I was just kind of curious, is High, you think High will be kind of like that? or? I think High would be, High or Loco would be smart enough to tolerate each other for long enough to be able to recognize a problem and then maybe fix it. I feel like Breaking Point just covered so much or over such a long period of time that it was just all of this buildup that people were finally ready to go for the throat or something. But I, I don't I don't think we're going to get a breaking point to point. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Not publicly, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I hope I hope it happens. I'd love to see breaking point 2.0. But Agafox, weren't you one please, of those people who was like, this isn't good? for No, me. I was the only person that supported it on esports. Oh. and chill. Like Hunter was talking about how terrible it was. By the way, that's why you won't get Breaking Point 2.0. <laughs> Hunter, the guy on Esports and Chill, that my old show that used to talk about how terrible of an idea Breaking Point two or Breaking Point was, is now the guy running Golden Guardian. So you're not going to get that, but at least a, a documented version of it. Uh, I will say that when the announcement came out, and I, I don't think I've said this publicly, Loco and High are two very, very big personalities that are very confident in their own opinion. Mm-hmm. And I do think if there is going to be tension on Golden Guardians or any issues that occur, it'll be because those two butt heads a lot. So I'm, I think yes that that is you have correctly identified at least in that way, durable the the potential issue with that roster and that lineup. Right, and and I think it's the kind of thing where if it gets to the medios high level of arguments where one of them needs to be replaced, you could see a breaking point esque type of like break down the team. Um, but who knows if it gets there and uh, we'll have to see. I, I know Loco is, is pretty adamant that he's matured a lot since then. Cause that was almost a year and a half, two years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I think, yeah, you, it's easy to just say you're mature until suddenly you're in that argument with somebody and, because I mean, <clears throat> nothing against him. I'm sure he's a great coach and all. But even on your the show last week, you could see him getting a little <clears throat> argumentative with some of the callers. So. Yeah, I mean that's uh, this yeah, is a that's... different environment than a team thing. Yeah, we're <laughs> supposed true. to be dicks here. <laughs> yeah, did you see? Everybody thought Ollie was the nicest person until that person insulted Cloud Nine, and then she got very argumentative. Well, that guy's just an idiot. But... Come at me. <laughs> Very good. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see. I don't. I don't think breaking point, but I do think that there maybe are some issues for Golden Guardians. Thanks so much, Turbo, for calling in. Yeah, thanks. Looking yeah. forward to your content. Thanks. Pretty pretty reasonable opinion, I think, to point out that people have been a little too positive on Golden Guardians. Uh, yeah, Obviously, if you had to predict a team to implode this split, who would you predict? Ooh, I don't know. I'd have to. Look over everyone again. Echo Fox is the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to be so polite. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, how many teams has he been on? <laughs> you don't you don't even say the name. Um, all right. It's just I well, one thing I was gonna bring it up when he was talking, um, a lot of the times when you have two big personalities bumping heads, I think teams have gotten better about getting like mediators or uh, people like psych- not psychological coaches or, you know, someone to help facilitate group discussion. Yeah. I think that's a pretty important thing to have. And I think a lot of teams are picking them up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we'll have to see. I mean, I think teams have claimed to have that in the past, and then shit still goes down. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Feats has subscribed. Feed and Troll has subbed. Sculpted Soldier, Fragbait Light, and Zanzan Thirty One. Thanks so much, you guys, for the subs. Really appreciate it. How's this going? AJ is on the show. Is this the AJ that's been on the show previously? He's a sub. Yes. <laughs> AJ, welcome back. I feel like you had a different Skype name previous or Discord name previously. Uh, no, same one. Okay. All right. AJ, uh, where are you calling from again? Canada. Canada. Oh, yeah. But isn't Canada pretty big? I feel like you gave us a more. It's Were a, you the guy who, who tried avoiding, like, pinpointing where he was? I'm not that guy. Okay. <laughs> AJ, what's your what's your take? What's your opinion? Looking at I, I did my own little just looking at the teams and I kind of ranked them myself and I've been looking at other people's rankings and I see a lot of people a lot of people put FlyQuest low but no one's putting them last and I don't really understand why because roster I just kind of like there was there's a lot of no names on there for the most part. Um, I feel like Flame is their best player. He was in my mind like a bottom half top laner, and then he was he elevated to top half in the summer split. So he he might be good, but it depends on whether he can keep up that summer level. And then and I I'd like never even heard of him. I had to look him up, and he apparently, as far as I know, he was just like a good like solo queue player in career or something like that. I don't I don't know. I mean solo queue. We don't know how well that transitions. And then I don't know. Five is just a good. Or Challenger series, and I'm not confident Wild Turtle can carry them. Stunts okay. I don't know. There's just no firepower or anything. It just seems like a very yeah. So questionable. So you're questioning FlyQuest. Did you say that you're putting them tenth? What? I saw your mic yeah. light up. We got. I think we got a little bit of lag on your end. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe you're cutting out. You said that they're tenth. Yeah. Yeah. I have them tenth. Okay. Uh, all right. Avli or Mark, either one of you guys want to disagree with that assessment or agree? I would like to disagree. I don't think they'll be 10th. Um, and this is partially more of like, I don't think I have great, great, like convincing evidence for why it'll be this way. Um, but I do have a lot of faith in their coaching staff. And maybe it's a little misplaced, but Rapid Star has coached for SKT. I believe it was RNG. It might have been EDG, but he was a coach for them as well. Uh, he's always been coaching for successful teams. Robert Yip from Immortals, who people say is really good, is there. Um, and then, are you getting Ovli's thing? I don't know. Uh, is that from for Ovli? What? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, I feel like the, the coaching combined with, I think Flame is, is pretty good. I think he's more like his summer split self. Uh, Onda, who is Churong and Stunt, don't particularly impress me. Fly is also, uh, like, he feels like a really big team player. Um, and if the team isn't, like, doing well, I don't think he'll carry. And then, like you said, Wild Turtle is not a bunch of firepower. So I don't have enough confidence to say they're going to make playoffs. But I do think that the coaching staff and uh, what seems to be a, a relatively easygoing roster in terms of personality should mean that they'll find a groove and, and maybe they never do and they do end up 10th, but I have more faith in them to do that than some of these other teams. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, it just seems like when I look at the other teams, like the, the, the two teams that are like the closest and just ahead are Golden Guardians and Optic to me. And while neither of those teams look great either, I see both of them seem to have a little bit more star power, like guys who could potentially just, you know, light up out of nowhere. Like I look at Golden Guardians and I see contracts and maybe even high, you know, the, both those guys have been good and contracts recently good. And then with Optic, I mean, POV has had his good moments. And I think people are selling Acadian a little bit short. So both those teams, I feel like, have like potential guys that could maybe do really well. Whereas with FlyQuest, Flame is pretty much the only guy I see that might have a chance to do well. Other than that, I just don't see any where anything could happen for them. Yeah, I, I think that's it's fair. I think like the couple teams who are battling for like will they be tenth or like a bottom of the barrel playoff team, like you said, with FlyQuest, Golden Guardians, Optic, um, and even to an extent Echo Fox. Like, I, I I think it's hard to pick out of them exactly how that order shakes up, and and maybe I'm putting too much faith in the coaching staff to find a play style that fits this team. Very good. Thank you so much, AJ. Uh, really appreciate the call. Sorry, we're trying to rotate pretty quickly because uh, we want to get some more people in. And Mark and uh, and I are looking for people who want to talk to Avali about any of her specialties uh, as well, collegiate and otherwise, her her role on the jo- uh, broadcast desk, etc. Avali, can you talk a little bit? Just I want to see your, how your mic's doing. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Was yeah, it yeah. No, there was just a little bit, I th- a little bit of static. I think it might have been your hair brushing against the microphone or something. I'm not sure. So okay, I'll just shave my head really fast. Yeah. One second. Thank you. Can you get a, just an undercut? An un, an undercut would be good too. You know, what? You know no. what an undercut is? Like the cut the side. Uh, no. G, GJ Bird is joining us. Bird, where are you calling from? I am also from Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, really? Firm? Yes. Okay. Uh, Zyke and I are actually pretty good friends and love esports. So. Oh, okay. Well, that makes uh, it far yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're homies. Um, also, he doesn't rage like Tower One, but he plays a pretty mean Draven. So. Okay. <laughs> all right whatever i don't right. care about your friend let's get into the point okay. what do you right. what do you all got right. for us so, bird? i wanted to talk about a little bit with collegiate esports and okay. the ncaa which basically oversees all other varsity sports in colleges and universities across the u.s um this can kind of sound like a boring topic to people who don't really pay attention to it oh. it's really really nuanced um and has a lot of room for uh, just to glaze over but I think as collegiate esports keeps rising, as we've seen with uh, Robert Morris and programs like that being welcome, welcomed by Riot and Invitationals, that NC, NCAA shouldn't get involved in collegiate esports for a couple of reasons. So first of all, I just want to go over um, fundamentally what the NCAA is trying to do and all the other major sports in the U.S. If you look at if you look at football, if you look at baseball if you look at basketball what they what they pretty much do is they broadcast it on um traditional sports broadcasting basically on tv networks like espn cbs um nbc stuff like that which isn't where esports fans usually watch league of legends because it's not on traditional television and in fact when it's on traditional television there's usually a lot of backlash against it so um with platforms like twitch i don't think the ncaa should get involved with that and ruin a good thing that riot has going and moving on um just I, wrap, I, wrap wrap it up soon because i i okay. i want to i want to get to your point yeah so basically the ncaa will want to monetize it which i don't think riot would let them do 
Um, also, when you look at people who are streaming on Twitch, uh, financial rules with NCAA and financial compensation, I don't think are really compatible with esports because if people want to stream and are good players at the collegiate level and receive financial compensation for it, I think that they should be able to. And like, those are a couple reasons that I think NCAA shouldn't get involved with college esports, but there's a bunch more. Okay. Yeah, I'm open to you. So guys. your your general argument is fuck the NCAA. That's what, it's not. That's what it's not like screw the NCAA. The NCAA has done a lot of good stuff. I just don't think that they should uh, ruin a good thing. Okay. Avali, now's your time I mean, to shine. I, yeah, college esports. You never let me talk about it. Um, I totally understand and agree with what you're saying about the NCAA. I've heard a lot of that about the same too. Um, esports is my jam. I actually know nothing about the sports world. So everything that I've heard about the NCAA has been about people saying, don't let it get involved in college esports. Um, I mean, speaking to trying to put it on like TV or trying to put it on ESPN, there's been like little random bits of successes. Like if you look at the college heroes of the dorm scene, uh, yeah. they ended up putting like a really dumbed down version of uh, heroes of the storm on uh, the ESPN broadcast on like one of their random ones. And it did like, okay, not, not that great to where they put it on Facebook the next year. But I think riots doing a better job with partnering with these conferences and trying to get in with the administrations um, for college sports and trying to build kind of like an infrastructure within all of these amazing universities so that it's not just like these token RMU schools or um, things that are just popping up to be esports just so they can say, hey, we're esports. Um, I went a little bit on a tangent, just forgot, but yeah, I, I don't think. Well, and so I know. Mark, you're more of like a sports fan, so maybe you have an opinion on the from the NCAA side specifically. Uh, for people liking or disliking, uh, it basically boils down to a lot of people feel like the NCAA is a very greedy corporate machine exploiting people um, and basically suppressing their ability to make money um, for the sake of college sports. Uh, a lot of these players are people who can compete at the pro level, they're being artificially hamstrung so that they can't, um, and it buys time for the colleges or whoever to make money off people who, who don't really get anything in return other than a free ride to a school that they're never gonna graduate from because they're gonna go pro or something. So um, there's a lot of negative opinions of the NCAA with regards to like big major sports. I'm not sure how people feel where the NCAA is in something more like swimming or track or all those other events. Yeah, I go to, to a Division two school, so um, I think the NCAA has done a lot of good things. Um, but in, in regards to financial compensation, I feel as though when you look at people who stream and esports personalities that stream and get money and advertiser revenue, like the NCAA um, wouldn't let a guy play football at a university because his YouTube channel had so many subscribers and he was getting ad revenue off it, so they wouldn't let him play. I feel like that's not fair to athletes specifically in esports if they were to get involved and i feel like it shut down a lot of potential there so yeah i thought i'd heard so i i admittedly was very ignorant about uh what the announcement was around all this stuff i was just aware that it was happening because i've been kind of distracted by the nalcs coming in but yeah. uh, my understanding was that the partnership was more was safer uh, and was sort of did a good job of addressing a lot of people's concerns about all this. 
So I'm not sure like how many agreements there are with the NCAA um, in collegiate programs, but if they were to like take the ultimate step to uh, overseeing it like they do traditional sports, yeah, um, then I, I definitely think that that'd be a problem. Well, one thing I can guarantee you is that Riot's never going to give up complete control over anything exactly. that they do. Oh, yeah. uh, for and better or worse, and in this case, it sounds like it's for better. So they're never going to be like, here you go, NCAA, do whatever you want, because they just they have too much of a desire to, to control the final product. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big conflict with NCAA, too, because they, they are, in the end, want to monetize it like the Final Four in the college football playoff. So Yeah. I mean, I don't think Riot will care if they monetize it, right? Like... Even uh, we, whenever Yahoo ran a collegiate uh, show with Riot, we were looking at ways to monetize it. But yeah, um, I, I think I don't know. I'm not too worried, uh, too worried about it yet. I guess is what I would say. But yeah. your your point of bringing up concerns for it, are, I think, are fair. Thank you, GJ Burn. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Have a good night. Thank you for talking thank about you. collegiate sports. Yeah, and thank you for having salient points. Yeah. Oh, you're, well, I, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, I try. Yeah. All right. So it looks like we've got about five more callers and 30 minutes to do it in. So let's see what we can do. Oh, I didn't realize we had that time. Time. Well, Christ. we we can go over a couple minutes, but generally the show's like two hours long. All right. Uh, do you want Emily next or do you want me to continue on with like the proper order? You do whatever you want to do, Mark. No, you tell me. You're, okay, Emily. Emily. Jay waking has said, what is going on with you? Are you losing your voice? What? Okay, you just you you've been. Close. I was whispering Emily okay, like okay. the it's like Emily. Jay waking has subbed Parker eight one seven before. Uh, Emily, if you're watching, you need to unmute in Discord and yeah. stuff. Okay. Right. Wait. Hello. Oh, I hear. I'm it. not done yet. Emily, wait. Emily is here. You're done. Parker eight one seven is subbed, and Travis, we only have thirty minutes to get through five callers. These Emily subs takes priority. These subs are the backbone of the show. I need to oh. pay rent. Ungstrup is sub. Thank you so much. Next up, we've got uh, Emily calling into the show. Where are you calling from, Emily? I'm calling from Los Angeles, California. Well, oh. really? Uh, how long have you lived there? Since last year, around yeah. this time. And what's the what's the weather Almost like? Almost from the year. It's, I guess, chilly for L.A., but super warm for me because I'm from Boston and I don't know. I'm still not used to having like no weather. Yeah, very good. Well, what would you like to talk about on the show today? Um, Someone actually just brought this up in Twitch chat, but this is my right, question well, that over. I submitted no, uh, previously. Um, which is what do you guys think? I know we talked about this a little bit on um, League Weekly initially when franchising was discussed, but what do you guys think about the possibility that NALCS will consider geo relocation in the future, um, especially given what is going on in the LPL right now with three teams already having like home stadiums where they will be having home and away games um, with the LPL? And then, obviously, I know a lot of people are looking at the way Overwatch League uh, managed to organize uh, viewing parties in different cities, trying to bring in um, local fans already from the get-go. So do you, do you guys think they're keeping their eye on that? And do we think it would ever be a feasible thing for NA? Probably. You, you brought Emily here. 
You can answer a question. I was really hoping for a question about citrus or anime, but... Holy shit. <laughs> what is, is citrus an anime? Or you it just... doesn't matter. Yes. Listen, let's talk about franchising and all these wonderful locations. I think... <laughs> I think definitely watching to see how Overwatch works would be a great thing for Riot if they're trying to consider it. Because, I mean, there's your experiment without having to experiment. Um, I would be interested in seeing different, like having LCS over different locations, like what they're doing with LPL. But would the players be happy? I don't think they would. Twitch chat says Citrus is an anime about gay girls. That's not true. Those are called lesbians, and it is. And uh, yeah, I don't know why you're denying that. I'm not saying it. It's not. Oh, you mean Obli? No, no, Obli. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Mark. What's your opinion? I didn't watch it. I'm talking about League, Mark. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's. I would not want to be like the first mover on this. Um. I think the idea of pairing teams up with cities just to like try to incentivize fan bases and stuff, even if it's slightly artificial, um, I don't hate the idea. I don't think I'd want to like rebrand all the teams uh, quite like they do for uh, Overwatch. Um, and then it depends how far the Overwatch League is going. Like, I've heard that what they're going to do is they're going to have like weeks of competition at different geo located places. So like they'll do three weeks here and then like three weeks in London and three weeks in Korea and whatever. Um, and so I guess I start getting more hesitant on the idea of like moving the show around due to logistical issues with broadcast. Um, maybe you have a studio at all the studio at all those locations, but then like you said, the players are not going to want to travel that often so you'd have to do like a couple weeks at a place it's it's the kind of thing where you know it doesn't feel necessary so we can watch other people try it and if it's going well emulate it yeah i think uh overwatch league is probably two years out from this at least and my suspicion is and what i I think riot should do if they decide to go this route is you split east coast west coast and then you and so you've got two studios and you have a studio in New York and you've got a studio in L.A. And you have half your teams there and half your teams there. And then you somehow do some sort of meetup thing or whatever. Then you eventually create a north and a south and an east and a west. So maybe Chicago and Austin. And you kind of expand that way. And that's how you slowly start to geolocate. Um, but I, I just don't I do not see a world where in the near future, where Overwatch League or NALCS is going to have, you know, 12 different stadiums all over and you've got the teams traveling. It's just not, we're not there yet. The Chinese experiment is so interesting because you do have three teams that already have home venues split with uh, OMG, Snake, and LGD. So if anyone is interested, you can look to see how that ends up working out for, for those three teams. Yeah, because we, then the, re the rest of the games are played in Shanghai at the old place. When you have over a billion people, I think stuff starts to change, you know. Well, I'm very excited to see how that works. It'll be cool. I think that NA fans need to, like, 
take how to be fan lessons from the Chinese fans because they are absolutely crazy and I love them and they have all of these wonderful signs. They don't all just say like free Tyler one. They have like pictures of the players and like everything is so like finger painted, like hand drawn and perfect. And I want more Chinese fans. Right, Tyler so. one has been freed. What's left to complain about? Yeah. Next year, now we're going to have no signs. Yeah. Ever. What What are the signs going to be? This this like, I hope it's Put still it all just jail. I hope it's all just free Tyler one still like he's, <laughs> he's still locked up. No, uh, but all even right. at all stars, the Chinese fans were just rushing everything. And there was people who flew from China to come watch all stars here. Just I yeah, love them. they were the only ones that came to watch all stars. All right. Uh, thank you so all-stars. much, Emily, for your call. Really thank you for having me. Keep we holding talk it down. about anime, though. I'm sure I'll see you at LCS this weekend. There's literally the rest of your lives to talk about anime. Do it <laughs> not on the show. All right. You kick her out. She's like, <laughs> Jeez, Travis, you're aggressive. Listen, we've got 22 minutes. Uh, I was promised anime. I'm just going to say that. Merging Lanes. Merging Lanes has sub. Thank you, Merging Lane. We don't have tra- time, Travis. We have to go. We have to go. go. Right Who's now? the next caller? We have to go. Oh, shotgun. He's in here already. Jesus. Shotgun is in the call. How's it going, Shotgun? Where are you calling from? I'm um, doing good. Calling from Youngstown, Ohio. It's pretty yeah. cold here. Youngstown, Ohio. I think our second... No, so the other person was from Iowa. I get all the states mixed up. So, what do you got for us, Shotgun? Uh, so, I had a couple of things. The The big thing that I had was... I think uh, Golden Guardians was pretty crazy for uh, signing uh, Loco Doco with the team that they had because Matt and Lorlo seem to have a pretty negative relationship with Loco. And I, I think the quote that I, or I think the quote I had earlier was, uh, you got to be Loco to sign the Doco. Are you, are you um, looking for applause after that? Totally. <laughs> These guys just groan when I make those types of jokes. So don't, don't, you don't need a pause for applause there. I, when you said you're looking for a quote, I thought you meant like literally someone else had said that about Loco. Yeah. I think somebody else has said that in the past because I I feel like I don't I don't think I made that up, but I did say it or taking credit for it. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for that that joke. So your so your main thing is Golden Guardian shouldn't have signed Lokodoko, and you waited till the show where he wasn't on to call in to say this. I missed the other show because I actually wanted to talk to him about that, um, okay. and I missed it, and I felt super bad. Okay. Uh. All right. So. Uh, you think is it entirely because of the low, sorry, the Lorlo and Matt relationship? Yeah, uh, and also I think High and um, High and Loco are just both big personalities that might clash. But I feel like High is more agreeable than Loco is. Like even on the stream, uh, I did catch some of it on YouTube. Uh, Loco was kind of abrasive at times, so I feel like that might be an issue. Yeah, so uh, previous caller brought this up, but I think we decided that you know you can. It shouldn't judge people by how they behave on the show. Brings out the worst in people uh, very clearly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I so don't, isn't it standard reason that Matt and Lorlo were aware that Lokodoko was going to be part of the team or that they could have consulted Matt? Do you think that this happened in a vacuum where suddenly like Lokodoko shows up on the team and Matt and Lorlo are on the team and they're like, whoa, what crazy to bump into you here. 
Uh, no, I don't think it, it's quite like that. But I do think that um, it, it's very possible that like as players, they're just thinking, oh, we can move on, go to a new situation. Maybe things will be different. And I just don't know how true that'll end up being, if you get what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think I assume that this was that at least there was a discussion, right? That if these guys didn't have that great of a relationship, this would have been brought up before they built the roster. Though, who knows? L- LCS teams do crazy shit. Um, but I, 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 yes, I, I think as we kind of discussed earlier, Loco, I, I identify as Loco and high, but Loco is a risk given his past experiences. Have you, did you have a chance to see, sorry to plug my stuff again. I, I actually don't mean it this time to shill, but did you happen to see my interview with Loco uh, last year at the end of last year? Um, the one on moving day? No, I'm, I missed most of the moving day interviews. So I think, you know, I am very skeptical of Loco in most situations, but I, I will admit I was a little surprised at his, the way he handled that interview and sort of the stuff he kind of confessed to. And then, um, you know, the, the way that he said he's looking to grow and change himself as a coach. And it has, it makes me feel like, Things will be a little different. And I, I don't worry too much about Matt and Lorlo when it comes to Loco because I don't feel like from watching Breaking Point that they were the main, you know, if there was any conflict between those two and Loco, it felt like it was more, you know, runoff from the Dardock stuff. So that's yeah, why I'm not as concerned sense. about it. You know, I don't know if uh, Avli or, or Mark want to chime in on this at all, but. Sounds like, uh, sounds I like mean, no, I, I mostly agree with what you were saying that I think Loco has uh, become a more tolerable boy. That's going to come out wrong. He is more tolerant of disagreements and arguments. <laughs> I wasn't going to say he's become more tolerable. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, his time with GCU and stuff like that, working with younger players was something he enjoyed um, as well. He's had some veteran presences on that team as well. So I think, uh that was a good time for him and i'm gonna guess that after gcu didn't make it into the lcs and all that uh they probably had good things to say about him otherwise if like that time was an abomination or anything like it was during his time on team liquid i don't think that they would like be like hey golden guardians loco doco was like an awesome coach and you should hire him or something i'm sure uh most of those guys had positive things to say about him and i hope they did their due diligence yeah yeah that would make sense Hey, thanks so much, Shotgun. Uh, did you have any other, anything else you want to throw out there before you, you depart? Um, yeah, uh, I think there is going to be at least one team that's super going to regret not picking up Froggen. I think he's the best mid without a team right now. Yeah, but what if he, is he the best mid, is he better mid than any of the other mid laners right now? Um, arguably Ryu, at least in lane, I would say. Hmm. Because I, I honestly didn't feel like Ryu was a super strong pickup for 100 Thieves, and they're kind of my team because I live near Cleveland. I'm a big Cavs fan. So, Mark, you were talking uh, earlier a little bit about P1. Any thoughts on the idea that Froggen might be better than Ryu? Uh, that's really hard to say. Um, I'm not particularly hot on either of them. I know probably has firsthand experience with Ryu and probably knows he can, like, reach him in some level and i think ryu in spring was better than froggen was ryu in summer was worse than froggen was froggen hasn't won much of anything in the past 
three years. Um, I think he's still perfectly fine as an individual, but doesn't play the game in quite like the right way to be a winner. So if I can understand Prawley's perspective of I'd rather take something I know that I can work with. And hopefully he was just demotivated and burnt out and hated his life. And it was like a bit of a more of a depression situation than like literally becoming a bad player versus Froggen, who you just don't think can be a, a strong carry. Because I can't imagine Medios and <laughs> Froggen getting along or something. Yes. As Mark said, right. hopefully he hated his life. Uh, <laughs> as the reason he didn't play well, not um, generally. I was unaware of the the probably Ryu like uh, uh, no like having previous experience, and then I had one last thing, and that was just how much did you take champion pull into account on your power rankings, Mark? Because I feel like, uh, especially like with Aphromu being like a super engagey support, and with all the engaged supports being super meta right now, I feel like that really takes a hundred thieves up a tick. I didn't really factor uh, meta in super hard. It's just the kind of thing that usually fluctuates a fair amount. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does. Like we had a whole spring split of utility, flat armor, pen, lethality, AD carries. You know, maybe we end up with uh, these kinds of supports. Maybe they nerf Targons pretty heavily because it's getting abused super fucking hard in the bot lane right now. And then melee supports fall off and we're back to Karma Lulu stuff. Who knows? Well, the reason I was thinking about it is just like Aftershock on a life type carries or supports, especially I feel like are super strong. Like even like something stupid like Scion support because it engages really well could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, people are playing Alawi, and once that's an option, who the fuck knows? That's right. A good note. Uh, Shotgun, thank you so much for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. See ya. I see ya. And I think you're sub, by the way. Thank you so much for subbing. Yep. Yes. No problem. Woohoo. All right. Uh, we got just a couple more callers left. Avli, how are you doing? You holding in there? I know we talked about you only being on here for a little bit, so I'm. I just want to check in, make sure you're doing all right. I'm good. I was just worried about my voice, but I can talk. So yeah, very good. Uh, all right, we'll get. I was promised anime though. So were you? You you said I could talk about weird stuff. What? Where? Didn't you? I'm going to go back through my chat records. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's true. I feel like I need to check this out, too. <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to go look through it. All right, we got Risen Lazarus. The legend. Yeah, Please. returning after his uh, ranty argument with Kelby. I didn't uh, even play anything. Lazarus, thank you very much for, for being a sub. Where I think though, did you sub or did somebody else give you that? Not a sub. Wait, Corey Lulu forced me to be a sub. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, by reason, Lazarus, it was good having you on the show. <laughs> all right, he's back. He's back. Oh, I'm God. just kidding. Thank you much uh, for having being a sub uh, via Corey Lulu's <laughs> donation. What? Where are you calling from again? You're like Washington D.C., right? D.C. D.C. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you? What do you want to talk about this time? So I don't have as boring of a topic this time. Um, my main point, and this is mostly, I guess, for Mark and Obli, not Travis, um, is that I think Team Liquid, you know, a lot of the, when people were announcing roster changes, then they, everyone saw, oh, Dublin's coming. Oh, Impact's coming. People started throwing the words, you know, uh, God roster or, you know, packed team, or they're taking all of the talent, whatever, whatever. Um I think the roster is slightly overrated. I still think that people are right that they're probably top two. I don't think they're number one. And I think a lot of the reason why they're overrated is because season five CLG, which everyone says 
oh, it's three of the players, and they're just bringing them over, and they won an uh, they won NALCS. Um, a lot of people don't realize season five was fucking awful, and everybody in NALCS in season five was really, really bad. So that roster is a little bit, in my opinion, I'm a, obviously a huge CLG fan. I think that roster is a little bit overrated, and because of that, I think Team Liquid's roster is also slightly overrated. Hey man, didn't you see them go to MSI and perform? How do you yeah. how do you justify that? Yeah, but that wasn't the same. You mean the 2016 MSI with the SKT, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I mean they only swapped out uh, Doublelift, right? At that point, it was yes. Yeah, Stixit came Stixit. in, and yeah. who he did not come in yet. They were splitting still. Yeah, so I mean, I think a lot of maybe maybe you're different, but. A lot of CLG fans, I feel like, just kind of lump that golden era. No, quote, who he together. had come in. You What's fucking that? fake ass CLG fans. Who he had come in? Oh he yeah, Pro Belter and Double at the same time. Yeah, Lazarus, yeah, yeah. Lazarus. I love, I love TSM. Great. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, just, Lazarus likes to tell he's the biggest CLG fan <laughs> ever, and he's like, oh yes, the one event that they had major international success at. Uh, uh, yes, I know the roster for that. Well, I think it speaks more to his point if if we're going back to that that uh the the season five CLG that get get those hang up emojis in the Twitch chat right Mark now. Mark baited me. That it was my up, fault. I so admit. I yeah. agreed. Yeah. Uh, no, there there was more change than I think I, I remembered because because I feel like I don't know why in my head the, that era just sits together because they won two titles and mm-hmm. but but it, it is pretty different and. I actually agree that like season five, there were a lot of weak teams. If you just look at like the even like the mid and bottom of the barrel teams this year or like who will be the bottom of the barrel teams, they're so much better than the talent that we had back then who were, uh, you know, the bottom of the barrel. And uh, I think um, the top is is much more contentious now as well. The only thing that I struggle with is that a large portion of that potentially overrated season five CLG team went on to contest the number one spot with TSM last split. So uh, I'm not quite sure I'm ready to buy in on it's completely overrated, though I do think that was an, an era that was much easier to play in. I unfortunately have to somewhat agree with Risen Lazarus. I think some might recall that last week there was a conversation about Ole and Double F Synergy. I made the infamous Shake Shack prediction about Ole and Doublelift having a synergy issues, and uh, did you? Were you, you didn't see last week's episode, did you, Avli? Right. What happened? So, Doublelift and uh, Ole go into Shake Shack. Ole never been there before. Doublelift orders for him. We go outside. We wait. Food comes out. Ole upset that Doublelift did not get him French fries. And then, and then Ole kept bringing it up through the whole meal. So there's definitely communication issues there. That's not a communication issue. That's a double lift issue. How do you not order him fries? You get fries whenever you get a burger. That's a fundamental issue. I shared my fries with LA, but he still wasn't happy. It's it's the thought, you know, not that he didn't have fries. Bench him. Bench him. Is there anything else to say on this call? Risen Lazarus went on his rant. Bench him. He got exposed. I told my story. How did I get exposed? I feel like it's yeah, I exposed myself more than anything. Don't expose yourself on this show. I don't want to get TOS. Trying to get sponsors. Uh, all right. Thank you so much, Lazarus, for calling in. Uh, we'll have to see if TL is overrated or not. 
I mean, they're still probably going to be in the finals. It's just that people are well, saying they're so this is the worst call ever. Game. Then you're like, yeah, they're overrated. No, they're still going to no, be a no, finals because team. Because people are saying they're going to be some sort of world. And I haven't, in my opinion, if Team Liquid goes to Worlds, there's no way they leave groups because I think all of their players except Ole are pretty much known quantities. So and, you're yeah. making, so you're boldly saying that a North American team won't make it out of groups <laughs> in January of that yes. year. That's my huge reach prediction. You know, you, you, this is just everyone, everything that everybody says about DC, you know, drain the swamp. That's what I got, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now I understand it. Thank you so much for your call, and Lazarus. Travis, we got five minutes. All right. He's gone. We got two more calls. I have to admit, I was wrong. I went back through the chat records. You did not say I could talk about anime. Thank I you, think man. I put that into my own mind. Yeah. <laughs> Jadek has subbed and so did Omnifinity. Thank you for that. What you, before we get the next caller, what would you say about anime, Ovli? I like anime. I okay. like anime Wolves a lot. Is here. Wolves TM, thank you so much uh for calling into the show. Where are you calling from? Uh Spokane, Washington. Okay. Very good. I think their first Washington normally we get a lot of people from Washington, but you probably get a lot more from Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying first Washington caller of the night. Woo! Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations! It's a great honor. You pissed out on on you. I feel so special. What? What? What is your? What's your assertion? Your position? What are you going for tonight? All right. So I, I keep watching all these uh, power rankings and putting Optic tenth, always tenth. And it, to me, it's really sad to see because I feel like they're going to fight for sixth place um, with uh, Echo Fox. And the reason is, is um, I look at. The, a couple months ago, I was looking at all these teams that were going to be like, okay, who what teams are going to make it in the franchise and stuff like that. And I didn't, and most people were like, oh, P1 is definitely going to be out. And I was like, well, then maybe P1 and Fox, Echo Fox, should just combine their current rosters from last split. So you would have like Zig, Acadian, Froggen, and then you'd put Arrow and X Special in the bot lane. Well, you kind of have that same, a lot of that same roster on Optic now. You have like basically a Froggen clone in Power of Evil, and in my opinion, you have basically the Peyton Manning of esports in Elimination by being the old guy that has still has the brain but can't can't really perform the same level like he used to. Like I'm a Bronco fan, so I know like watching my team win the Super Bowl with an aging quarterback that needs a walker. Um, and so like I feel like they could they're gonna be way better than you and people are gonna make them out to be. Mark is elimination the Peyton Manning of esports. No, in in just the idea that he's old, like the old guy, but can still like has the brain to get Peyton Manning is an all time great yes, of course. quarterback. Yes. yes, that's right. Of course, he like, just again, say he just wants to say they're both old. They're old. Yeah, the I mean, old guy. Why didn't you pick an old guy who wasn't? going to be a hall of fame quarterback <laughs> there isn't really that many old people in e in league esports yeah. like Lemon no i don't have a problem with lemon i have a problem with peyton why'd you pick peyton just pick well, some okay. fucking old running back or like some old <laughs> well okay placeholder look at like hunt. lemon lemon's like career he's always been like the guy with the notebook like he was the first guy with a notebook and he was always like doing pick and ban and he was i always was uh, impressed by his game knowledge and his the way he drafted and stuff like that. And I All feel right. like that's similar to Peyton. Yeah, I, I don't want to throw you under the, the Mark bus just because you made the reference. I, I know what you mean, right? <laughs> Which is that they've got elimination yeah, yeah. sort of strategic, uh, sorry, strategic thinking and thought process brought into the, the team. Right. 
And so, and and I feel like, and then you have like Zig played with a, with Mike Young for about uh, almost a full split, and and Acadian or I mean uh, Mike Young, yeah, and Acadian is, has a very similar playstyle. So I feel like they're going to synergize pretty well. Like it won't take long for their synergy to. Are uh, sorry, I haven't seen. I don't even. I haven't even wa- finished watching Mark's video. I know he's watching a Tyler one stream I, for some reason. But do a lot are a lot of people yeah. pinning Optic uh, into in in last place? I think I've seen like three or four videos that they had their intent. I think the the reason they do that um, is because despite a lot of people being kind of down on Golden Guardians, no one thinks they're going to be tenth, um, and they think it's going to be one of these new mishmash teams. Um, and when you look at those mishmash teams, that the the worst two on paper are FlyQuest and Optic, and I well, think. I, go ahead. And I was going to say I think people are just a lot higher on the infrastructure that FlyQuest should have gotten this time with how many more resources they put into it over Optic. I know Romaine's great, and Zabutin's untested. So I think... That is... I definitely agree with that. Zabutin, like, no one knows, like, how he's going to perform as a coach. That's definitely a wild card. I think he's the... That's the biggest wild card for Optic, is Zabutin. Um, And I do agree with, like... There's a lot of shortcomings in the... Like, on paper, I feel like there's a lot of, like, unknowns... Because like Acadian and Zig are both pretty young in their careers, as in their roles. Like Zig is kind of helmet around the challenger scene as an eighty carry main, and then sw- role swapped, and now as a starter. Um, in, yeah, but he's been he's been taught for years. Okay, I mean, and and I don't, I'm not exactly sure like the length of his career. So, but he seems pretty new overall. Um, like he's only been a starter for a year, and so him and Acadian are pretty new. Arrow, I I, I feel like a lot of people are taking. Their their la- their each of their last splits into account more than their careers, uh, so like Arrow and Zig were on a on a bottom of the barrel of Phoenix one team that all was was in playoffs the year before or the split before, and Acadian came out of the gates as a rookie and just was smashing people and then he had a down split the second in summer. So I mean I feel like there's there's definitely a great potential for them to be sixth. Like I think I, them and I think them and Echo Fox are gonna fight for sixth place. I think uh, I agree with the idea that Optic isn't like a lock at tenth. I don't think anyone who puts them at tenth is like this team is a hundred percent tenth. I think everyone. What always happens is that there's these, like I said, these teams that are smashed together, and one or two will flop, one or two will do well, a couple will struggle or something like that, and you're not exactly sure who's gonna be who because you really can't say because there's no prior data other than. Like, all these guys have had high moments and bad moments. Like, Ryu and Meteos were part of that shitty P1 team. Why do people mm-hmm. put on, you know, I think those are the kind of question marks people look at. And um, That with, same shitty P1 team also dominated at Rift Rivals. <laughs> yeah, but Rift Rivals doesn't was matter. Kind of, yeah, it was kind yeah, of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I just say, I think the reason people end up putting Optic 10th is that they have fewer of the high highs to go on than some of these other teams. Like, you have Someday in Afro compared to... Lemon and Zig. So I think that's where you see people kind of start dropping optic down if you start looking at these new teams. The only other thing I'd say is I really don't think Power of Evil is a good comparison for Froggen. I think I that, think he's the well, what I mean is like he's the most like if you were gonna like go into a lab and clone Froggen, but it like you had like a couple genes off, it would be Power of Evil. <laughs> like it'd be super close, but it, at the same time he's not like they have they have very similar playstyles. They're very farm heavy and they like to do weird things. Like build Nasher's tooth on Oriana or Rapid Fire Cannon on TF, which makes sense. I like that. I think it's awesome. But um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Froggen plays the game a lot uh, more lane dominant. Yeah, more, like, I think more selfishly, whereas Poe is more. Yeah, I, th- I think they're, they're pretty different in how they want to influence the game. Power of Evil, I agree, isn't super aggressive in the early game and is like focused on farming and stuff. But he becomes like a really good team fighter who wants to roam around the map and make plays. Where that's something that Froggen has always struggled with. I think the the last point I want to make on Optic is Romaine. He like every year when he was with you uh, unicorns, he w- they would come into the next split and you would see all these unknown people on it. And you're like, unicorns are done. They're, they're and then they're fourth or or top four. Like year in and year out, and I think some of that has to do with Romaine. I'm not yeah, sure but exactly he's not he's... on his home turf anymore, so true. I think it's that, that's very to true. Say. But Romaine... is the NALCS going to let him prance around shirtless? That's the uh, question. Because yeah. I, I hear that's where half the power comes from: is that he exposes his body. Hey, Wolves! So. Thank you so much uh, for calling in. Uh, really, I, I really appreciate. Have one I know, I know you do, but I actually have one more caller anime, I have to get to. Anime, yeah, right. okay. Anime recommendation, real fast. Okay. If you've never watched anime before, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, you can watch the dub or you can oh, watch the sub. I've both are very accessible. I'm part of both. Um, part <laughs> of both. I need to finish them. I just have, I, they took them off Netflix and I was like, well, great. It's on Netflix. You're lying. Uh, go to Netflix. It's there. Okay. All right. I'll go Bye. back to Brotherhood. Thank you. Go watch Brotherhood. No liars allowed. Kick him no out. No liars. I know. No excuses. Oh, it's not on Netflix. Go to Crunchyroll. Oh, it's not on Crunchyroll. Go to Hulu. Oh, it's not on Hulu. Kiss anime. I, can we just we need this one last caller because I I noticed that while there was that heated discussion about uh, optic, you were in Twitch chat arguing with people about anime. Remember earlier when I said don't look at Twitch chat because it's going to give get you distracted, and now you're just in there chatting about anime. Uh, hey Travis, this next guy's a robot. Anime. Hello, Mimin Toti Mori. Uh, how, where are you calling from? Oxford, Ohio. Okay. That's so cool. What is, <laughs> I don't know what it are is. You, why does your microphone sound so weird? It's from the future. Oh, no, dude. Tell us what happens next. Split. No, it, it's weird because the microphone sounds fine, but like it sounds like yeah. there's a background noise of yeah. a robot. Like he, just you like, know those, those microphones that you can talk to and it like what echoes the toy microphones? Yeah. I thought he was talking into a fan or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. My bad. <laughs> what what would you like what would you like to talk about? <laughs> talk about how I'm pretty disappointed for Riot's lack of attempts to increase viewership. Like Overwatch had billboards and game rewards and a bunch of advertisements leading up to their opening week. Obviously it was like successful since they had like Tyler One levels of viewership. Well Okay. And then when franchising was announced, I I think like a lot of people assumed there like more would be done with all the NBA money specifically with advertising and marketing and but so far I've been pretty underwhelmed. I think the switch to like stream will help viewership, but I don't think I, I've just I thought there would be more done. So the only thing I would challenge you on there is I don't think that there's any evidence that putting a billboard up is going to increase your stream viewership. I do think there's evidence that auto playing your like- stream in the Overwatch tab of the Blizzard client is going to increase your viewership. That's not to say that I, I'm trying to discredit the viewership that they're getting with Overwatch League because I think uh it's it's good and I think you know like you can't attribute all that to the autoplaying stuff, but I do think that my guess would be that the mechanisms that 
Blizzard is using to promote Overwatch League within their launcher and within the game is actually what is going to drive most of that viewership rather than stuff like the YouTube ads that I've seen in the uh, billboards. I just respect the effort. Yeah, I think it's nice. I mean, it it it, it is cool that they're trying. Uh, but the other thing that you you could I could I could see a right employee saying is, well, we don't need that because we already have the viewership. Guy, <laughs> I, I hate. I don't like that argument. I think I agree. I agree. It. I understand. Like, if you're like trying to save money, you don't want to do it. Okay, but to the point of like. Did those YouTube ads help boost viewership? And like, is there a trackable metric to determine that? If the answer is yes, then I really think you should try it. Because if it does increase your viewership, that's a, probably a good use of money. Yeah, um, it's, it's also not necessarily just increasing viewership. It's more like increase, increasing awareness. Like, I don't even think the NBA, most of like the NBA fans probably don't know much about their and like their or League of Legends team counterparts, like the Golden Guardian or Golden Warriors did a thing that was pretty cool, but besides that, I didn't see much else done. Yeah, it depends on where you think you're going to get your audience. Like, do you do you think that you can get a lot of people who don't know anything about League of Legends to watch League of Legends? Um, I would assume that the vast majority of the people that are watching Overwatch League play Overwatch, and so that's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. To that point, though, you know, uh-huh. the fact that I was seeing over what Mark. I so it's it's opening weekend and to the Tyler one point like I feel like this is gonna I don't know why this is gonna come maybe it's maybe it's not gonna feel as negative as it feels in my head but like I'm not stunned at the viewership I think it was good I think it was great but I'm not like wow how'd they hit this after hyping it up for two years and like advertising the hell out of it and it being the biggest deal on Twitch that day like you know I know there was a major going on I think or maybe it hadn't started yet but so like it's the same thing with Tyler one like he was banned for a year he was hyped up he was unbanned by riot all of it became like a story um <laughs> memento uh really disagrees with <laughs> no he doesn't his robot does angry grunts uh i'm just saying i i guess what i'm saying is like both tyler wood and overwatch had like a ton of hype coming into their premieres and both of them did great tyler one obliterated the personal stream record by a hundred and 50,000 ish, 125,000 where and Overwatch did great. And no way am I saying they not they didn't do great, but like the idea of having massive viewership on day 1 is not something that I am impressed by, I guess I would say. I uh, I will say though that I do like uh Memento uh your I think I said this a year ago even when traditional sports come back in a season, there's a bunch of advertisements that start to play to get people to know the time slot and all that stuff i think it would have been really exciting to see a marketing campaign campaign come out from riot that's like the new lcs and it's it's all hyping up like the new teams and the new partnerships and all this kind of stuff the new time the fact that it's back to best of ones uh you know like there's a there's a lot they could have done there and i i think that as always they did basically what they normally do and i think that that's a missed opportunity so i think that's a fair point Probably what would you have yeah, liked to see? I agree with that. I mean, I think you guys already hit all the points. I definitely think that having ads in client is definitely much better than maybe putting out all these crazy banners or putting all the Mark is dying right now. Yeah. Um, or having like billboards all over the cities and everything, because like when I see a billboard, I'll think, Oh, that's cool. I'll remember to tune in. But if 
my mom sees the billboard or my grandma or someone or someone who has no idea what gaming is, they're not going to look at it and go like, oh, I better go watch the League of Riot Games or something like that. So I think in client stuff, but I mean, I don't know how money works yet. So I don't know how much money they <laughs> jumped into. I'm still buying. I bought 10 boxes of mac and cheese for like eight bucks. And that's what I'm going to eat. Memento, thank you so much uh, for calling it. Really appreciate it. You can unmute. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate it. And I think you should check in on that robot because it sounds like it's getting angry. Or, or your voice. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Thank you, guys. Can you just imagine we meet him in person and he just looks and just starts going. <laughs> Just like who he is as a person. How yeah. dare we mock him? Uh, celebrate diversity. Mamoto, thank you so much for the oh, call. Sorry, uh, and uh, yeah, really, really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, experimenting more with ad campaigns is something they should look into. I like the idea of it. I, I just don't want to go and be like, look at how successful it was for Overwatch because I felt like a lot of that was just due to the existing hype. Yeah. And I, I don't know the metrics. Yeah. Uh, Avali, you want to wrap us up? You got anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to say? This is your open forum here. Top anime of this season. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Violet Evergarden. Who are you? Are you just listening to Josh? Is that all that you do? You just listen to what he tells you to watch? I watched it. It was pretty. All right. That's what I hear. I hear pretty. I'm not hyped on it yet, though. Yeah. What is what has he made you watch recently, Mark? Let this let's wrap it with this. No, let's not wrap it with this. Yeah. Only Violet Evergarden. I'm gonna watch Devil Man Cry Baby. Ooh, that looks like a good one. I'm excited for that. Look at Travis. He's slowly disappearing off the face of the earth. I'd this be fine is, with this that. This is the future, Travis. I will take your place and you will keep reclining further and further. Anime, weebs around the world. Um hey, Avli, I'm about to kick you off. Plug your Plug your Twitter before I kick you off. My Twitter is Avali Bay. You can follow me for League of Legends stuff. I do interviews. I'm excited for day Wait, one of LCS. Don't kick her what? off because I have to fix the thing. She's here until the end. You're excited for gonna, the LCS. I was going to take her out of Discord. We, uh, we don't well. have to. No, leave her there. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Mark, don't bully me. All right. Are you done with your thing? I think so. I plugged my name, Avali May. That's my Twitter. Yeah. You can follow me for weird stuff. You have, a, you have a wish list. What's on your wish list these days? I haven't updated in forever. I think there's like just a lot of JoJo stuff. Okay. Just a lot of JoJo. Ovaly.com slash support. Uh, Mark, what do you got? Uh, not much. Uh, you know, I did an AMA. Answered a lot of questions uh, last week or something. Put my first video out. I'm probably, my content plan for 2018 is Analyst desk for LCS. I'll be doing Academy casting. I'll be doing this show, Blame Game, offline TV content. Still planning on doing GLT, but I need to figure out where that slots in. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be a busy boy. Follow my Twitter. It's on screen right now at the Mark Z to keep up with all my stuff. What is a Buster activity map, Matt? Oh, okay. So that is a dog mat. All so right. basically, it has. Never mind. That's all I need to know. Thank, thank you. Uh, I'll see your body pillows are no longer available. You can uh, you can check out all my stuff at my YouTube channel. If you are watching the YouTube 
video right now that people ask this question all the time. We tend to stream these at 8 p.m. on Monday. Sometimes we have to move it around.